Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For sports talk in Michigan, three homegrown guys that live and breathe local sports. That's how I roll. Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. How many guys does it take to be wrong about everything? Something to look at. Back to work, everyone. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. It's one of the best days of the year. We've got beautiful weather. We've got the NBA Finals tonight. More on that in a second. And we're out at the Meadows for the Grand Valley State golf outing. Hanging out with you guys today. We'll talk to Coach Mitchell today. We'll talk to the athletic director as well. We've got a fun show planned, Drew, but I, I just can't get over the weather. We're sitting in front of the ninth hole, and it doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous out here. I feel like I feel like we have to whisper, though. Like, And we're here on the ninth hole at the Meadows at Grand Valley. It's a beautiful course. Conditions great today as the wind is coming in from the north-northwest. But we're not like that. That's not what we do. We're not golf announcers, so... And we're going to try to accomplish something that has not been done this entire week. What's that? We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, but wait. We're going to do it without having a LeBron-Michael Jordan comparison. We're going to try. We're going to try our very hardest. If you would like to join us in that pursuit today, <laughs> this pursuit I welcome you. pursuit of happiness, you. if you will. Yes, 866-314-9696. We're going to try. Jordan-LeBron debates, they do not happen today. I'm sure we'll do them again. Oh, we're yeah. going to talk about the finals, which begin tonight on ESPN 961 in Grand Rapids, without talking about legacies and all-time greats. We're going to talk about what could be an all-time great NBA finals. How about that, Drew? It could be. I mean, it's the first time ever you've had the same teams three years in a row. And you've seen a lot of articles coming out recently with people saying that this is what's ruining the NBA. This is why people don't like the NBA. This is why people don't watch the NBA. The ratings for the finals last year, when these two juggernauts clashed for the second time, were the highest ratings since the Chicago Bulls <laughs> were in the finals in the 90s. Oh, we're trying so hard. No, no, I'm doing it. We're doing it. We're, try- we're not trying. We're succeeding, Jim. Okay. Push positivity. Come on. I really need you to turn that negative attitude around. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the NBA shines. This is where the NBA is normally at its best is when you've got powerhouses. You've got marquee names. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Seven all-stars in this finals. And frankly, I think it should be eight because Tristan Thompson got snubbed. Thompson more of a defensive stopper than a highlight reel. But this finals is not what's wrong with the NBA. This finals is everything that's right with the NBA. These are the best players on the planet going head-to-head for five games until the Warriors win the series. Oh, there it is. 866-314-9696. Join us in our pursuit to talk about the NBA finals without comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan. Join us in our pursuit to actually talk basketball when talking about basketball. So I want to dive into your prediction there. You say Warriors in five. Sell me on it. The Warriors have youth on their side. They also have a few more days rest than the Cavs. 
They have to come out and blow the doors off this thing and set the tone in the first two games. Because if you set the tone, then you go into Cleveland with a full head of steam. You're going to lose one in Cleveland. Let's, let's chalk that up, okay? LeBron is not going to get swept in the finals. And I give LeBron at least that much love and credit. But I think the Warriors win it in five because if it goes longer than that, it becomes a mental game, doesn't it, Jim? It's funny. Last year, the Warriors won the first two games right. with blowouts. Yep. And they got a 3-1 lead going into game five. Right. And they lost. Right. That's why you have to do it in five if you're the Warriors, don't you? I mean, after that, every headline you see, every tweet you read, every, not just LeBron fanboy, but every NBA fan is going to be going, uh-oh, deja vu. This is going to be such a great series in my mind because it's it's about where the NBA is. It's the fight for the soul of the NBA. Both teams are going to start big. The Warriors are going to start Zaza Pachulia or JaVale McGee. That's what they've done all postseason. And the Cavs are going to start Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson next to LeBron. They'll start big. But when do you go small? How often do you go small? What sacrifices are you going to make on the glass and defensively? So I'll give you an example. When Golden State goes lineup of death, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green is your bigs, Iguodala, and the two guards, Steph and Clay. That's their small ball lineup of death. When they go with that, Cleveland can't play Love and Tristan Thompson. They can only play one. So they have to decide, offense or defense. That becomes a chess match. That becomes, are you going to play small ball or are you going to play bully ball? And when do you do that? That's kind of what all the teams in the NBA are fighting over. How do we build our roster? When do we go small? When do we go big? And this NBA Finals is that on steroids, and I think that's going to be so critical. Here's the thing we don't remember about last year. We remember Draymond Green, right, and how he opened the door by being suspended. We don't remember that Andrew Bogut got injured. Some of you are scoffing right now. The reason that was significant, with no Andrew Bogut, the Warriors didn't have someone to protect the rim. So when they went small, LeBron could get to the rim. That's where the Cavs' offense is generated. They make a ton of threes, not all LeBron. Guys like Kyle Korver and Channing Frye and Kevin Love. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. And the reason those guys are usable players because they're open, because the offense starts with Kyrie and LeBron, and if Golden State doesn't have a guy to protect the rim, we could see deja vu. I don't think it's going to be five. I think we're heading for seven. What do you think? I mean, I'm sure you're picking Cavs in seven. I'm going to pick the Warriors in seven. What? And this question is going to be, how much does Kevin Durant matter? <laughs> that's That's what it comes down to. I feel like that's the most condescending way to say – Kevin Durant is the second best player in these finals. <laughs> like I feel like you, you you took the fact that he is the second best player in the finals and just made it an insult. Am I wrong? Well, what's different from last year? Went seven last year. Cleveland added some extra shooting. Cleveland's playing well. And I think they figured out Golden State to an extent last year, and they flipped the switch and came back down 3-1. 866-314-9696. We're talking about the NBA Finals. They begin tonight, game one, tip-off at 9, coverage at 8 on ESPN Radio, ESPN 961 in West Michigan. What is What stands out to you? What is going to swing this series? 866-314-9696. And if you want to give us a prediction as well, you can do that. Well, let's do that. Let's go to John in Richland, who's on the line. John, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Fongers, we cannot hear John if, if John is talking. 
Hey guys. John, what's hey. up? Hey, hi guys. How you doing? Doing Good. well. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, okay, so this is um, last year. I feel like a lot of people, you know, made it out to be it was this huge upset when the Cavs beat the Warriors. But I think if you go roster spot by roster spot, you know, like LeBron, Steph, Clay, Kyrie, Love, Draymond, they really were pretty equally, you know, matched as far as like their talent level. Um, and the, the big difference was the Warriors just had this amazing season because Steph Curry had, like, the greatest regular season ever and broke all these records. Um, and the Cavs, I think it's kind of been known now, they kind of, you know, half-assed it during the regular season. So they're not really, like, going all out. So I think this year, though, the difference is, it's just like you guys said, the rim protection. They have Kevin Durant, who's a seven-footer. They have JaVale McGee, who... Newsflash is actually better than Bogut at protecting yes. the rim, and he's much more reliable as far as playing. Um, they have David West, who's a much better passer. You know, they have they have Patrick McCaw, who, if anyone's been watching the Warriors, he's shooting like forty some percent from three and plays great defense as a rookie. Um, so my thing is just this: I think the Warriors are so annoyed. I think they are fired up. I mean, it's why, you know, a lot of times when a team plays another team twice, the team that lost wins because they're motivated. And all these 3-1 jokes and all this stuff turn isn't really this. I think the Warriors are just going to come out and take it to the Cavs. I think that this is like, you know, what they've been waiting for all year. I think they are ready. I think they've got the game plan down where when they try to do the pick and roll and make Steph come on LeBron, yep. they're going to be switching it. I mean, they've got all that stuff. Now, there's only one caveat. The, only, the game that worries me most is game one because the Warriors are you know, a predominantly jump-shooting team, and they haven't played in nine days. If you look at all their game ones, those are the games they've struggled in every one of these series. And if the Cavs can get game one, I think it'll go to seven. So if the Warriors win game one, I'm seeing Warriors in five. Okay, I mean, that splits the difference between Drew and I. I appreciate the phone call. Drew's got Warriors in five. I'm going Warriors in seven. The difference being, hey, you add Kevin Durant, and that's a great point on JaVale McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee, which used to be a butt of a joke, but JaVale McGee's actually a good player, a good rotational big guy. 866-314-9696. NBA Finals start tonight. We'll get your thoughts when we come back. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. We are Gregless yet again, day two of his amazing summer camp experience with his kids. He will be back tomorrow. I cannot wait for the stories. If that was a TV show, I would watch it. Greg Henson's amazing summer camp with kids. Oh, gosh. That that would be fantastic. We're also having a good time because we're outdoors today. We are outside. We are at the Meadows. It's Grand Valley State golf outing. We do it every year, and it's fantastic because we are perched on a patio looking out onto the ninth green. That's right, Jim. The ninth green out here at the Meadows, one of the premier greens in the area. Really just a beautiful hole. And we're also excited because tonight is game one of the NBA Finals, an all-timer. Two teams meet three years in a row. It's never happened before, and we've got seven all-stars. And we're going to try to do something special, guys. We are going to try, and we've succeeded so far, in discussing the NBA Finals without doing the Jordan-LeBron GOAT conversation. We want to talk about the great basketball that begins tonight. What a concept. It's crazy. We've both been really excited for this. Uh, our good friend Brett Paquita from Wood Radio stopped by today and told us, Happy Finals! 
Like it, it uh, you know, Jeremy Bolker, our sales guy here, was saying, "Wow, the they, the finals haven't started yet. Oh man, this is this is so exciting. We're all going to be able to, you know, I'm excited to get home tonight and watch this basketball game." Part of making this conversation happen is you joining in. 866-314-9696. 866-314-9696. What has your attention and what swings the series? Drew gave his prediction. He said Warriors in five. I said Warriors in seven. I think you have wishful thinking, though. I think you just want seven games. You want this series to go seven games. And I respect that Golden State is probably better than they were last year, despite losing more games. Right. They did it with Kevin Durant being injured for part of the season, but now he's healthy. They have not lost in the playoffs. They've only lost once since March 12th. They'd have to lose four times now in two weeks for them not to be champions. I think you have to pick them. Even the most hardened LeBron fan has to pick the Warriors. Right. I was going to say, even the guy who has a LeBron fathead at his house. Your friend sold you out. I'm sorry, man. You haven't seen my fat head. I was looking at you. Like, I know, uh, you were like, when did you go into my house? Uh, a lot of questions. Don't don't question what I'm able to do. Okay. I'm, I'm very concerned now. 866-314-9696. That's 866-314-9696. Trying to actually talk about basketball instead of legacy or dynasty or rivalry. No. Let's talk basketball. Well, let's talk what we saw last year because that's the last time these two teams met in the finals. Kyrie Irving was better than Steph Curry. He was. That's not hyperbole. That's not hot take. Kyrie Irving was the better point guard, and he was facing a two-time MVP. Right, and while LeBron may have been the reason the Cavs got to Game 7, Kyrie was the reason they won Game 7. So I think you got an edge at point guard. I think LeBron is better than Kevin Durant. So it's going to come down to those other matchups. Golden State, when do they go small, go lineup of death? And how does Cleveland counter? Do you play Kevin Love or do you play Tristan Thompson? Because you can't play both if Golden State's going small. Otherwise, one has to guard Kevin Durant. That's and I'm not, not putting either on Kevin Durant. Nope. That's just, so Cleveland has to answer a lot of questions. And they may lose the first game or two in Golden State. While Coach LeBron is figuring out how to tell Coach Lou what to do. And if they figure it out like they did last year they can come back and win the series. I think Cleveland is built to come back. They have a lot of shooting. And here's the big thing. Andrew Bogut's injury last year really opened the door. It did. Because when you go small, nobody can check LeBron. Draymond tries his hardest. He does. And he's probably one of the best guys at doing it. But you don't have a rim protector. No one has the size advantage. LeBron's going to win one-on-one against most guys in the league. And if you put two, that's where a guy like Channing Frye all of a sudden becomes valuable. And you're raising your – Channing Frye's got 12 points? Where all of a sudden we're talking about how great J.R. Smith's shooting percentage is. Or we remember that uh, Shumpert's on that team. Right. So I think the key becomes if Golden State goes small – How does Cleveland counter, and does that open up their offense? Right, and I'll say this. I think Cleveland's guards are better than they were last year as far as depth. You know, I'll I'll take Williams over Delvadova every day of the week. Well, how about this? How maddening is J.R. Smith as a player? If he's on your team. As a human, because yes. Well, as a human, sure, taking the shirt off and doing the whole J.R. Smith thing. But last year, it felt like Cleveland was often relying on J.R. Smith because it was LeBron and Kyrie, and you knew they were going to get you probably 70 combined with the two of them. You go, well, who else is going to pop? Kevin Love's role has been diminished as a corner jump shooter. Who is going to step up? And often we were saying, it's got to be J.R. It's got to be J.R. And the problem is he doesn't play consistently. The difference this year, now when J.R. is not hot, 
Who can be the shooter in the corner? Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver. And I think Kyle Korver does not get brought up enough. He's a defensive liability. But he's going to oh. allow he's gonna allow Cleveland to not be as streaky offensively, which is going to allow them to hang in more of these games. I think liability is a nice word for Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver is a defensive nothing. Yeah, He's a defensive non-factor. You know, it's basically like having four men on the defensive end with Kyle Korver out there. Because we don't realize how old Kyle Korver actually is in NBA years. You know, you, you don't think about it. You still think of him as this, you know, three-point shooting specialist who's just this hot young guy. He is not. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Not as young as he used to be. This Cavs team, Jim, is a lot like the Spurs of old. Kyle Korver's 36 years old? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to I, See? You're even shocked. I'm, I didn't. 36 years old? I thought he was 37. So, yeah, that works. But I, that was the thing. When he was traded, I was like, oh, man, now they have Kyle Korver. This is a dynasty. And I was like, Kyle Korver's that old? You don't think about it. But Kyle, half your bench players are ancient in Cleveland. Deron Williams, not a young, not, not, a, not a spring chicken, if you will. Uh, Richard Jefferson, a.k.a. Father Time. And, and Kyle Korver, those are three guys who their limits, their minutes are limited, not because they're bench players, but because they have to be back to the nursing home in time for Jello. Here, here's where it gets kind of scary, though. With Golden State having those four All-Stars and all the pick-and-rolls that they run, LeBron can get switched on to anybody. That's fantastic. Who else can get switched on to Kevin Durant where you're not crapping your pants? I mean, there's not a lot of guys that you want switched maybe, on to Durant or Clay or Steph. Maybe Tristan Thompson. Maybe. But Kevin Love has about the foot speed of, uh, I mean, of a you know sleeping warthog. Hey, hey, but he came up big in game seven with that foot speed. Got yeah. out to Steph Curry, forced to miss three. Yeah. If the series comes down to seven, then this could be pretty crazy. And I think there's a good chance it does that. 866-314-9696. Let's go to Zach in Muskegon. Zach, thanks so much for calling us on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. What do you think about these NBA finals, Zach? Here's what I think. I think last year, LeBron, if, I mean, if you look at the first three games or so when the Cavs were in a deficit, Kyrie Irving was basically non-existent. He didn't turn up until game four, game five, game six or so. That's right. All, all LeBron needs is one player each game to score between 22 and 25 points. And then for his role players like Corver and Jefferson and uh, Darren Williams to get eight to 12 points and LeBron James, the greatest player that ever played the game, is going to make sure he does what he has to do. And then people aren't worried about, you know, there are four great all-star caliber players uh, in uh, the Warriors. Who, who, who on that team wants to take over the game and build their legacy? Because people are questioning Steph Curry. He doesn't have a finals MVP. He, you know, wasn't the best player on his team when they won 
two years ago. I mean, I probably was, but they gave it to Iguodala. And then, you know, KD wants to make a statement. Otherwise, if he's, if he's just a role player for them during the finals, then adding him for as much money as they did and him wanting to take this pay cut is meaningless. So I think they have all the pressure. The Cavs don't have any pressure. And all, all LeBron needs is one of those, uh, you know, higher-profile players that he has on his team to just be above average, and then the rest of his guys to just play a solid game, and the Cavs are going to win it in six. So there you go. Cavs in six. Zach, you know, I appreciate the phone call. The one thing people might not remember, Christmas Day these two teams met, and that was still early in Kevin Durant figuring out his role. But in that fourth quarter on Christmas Day, Kevin Durant played hero ball. He reverted back to OKC. Yes, he did. And it cost them that game. And to the point of who's going to step up. All right, three-point game. Four minutes to go. Is Steph going to say, okay, now it's my offense? Or is Durant going to say, you brought me in to be the closer? Let me close. Right, yeah. and that's another thing to watch. No, and it's going to be a lot about, and here's the biggest thing for me with the Warriors, because outside of, of course, Kevin Durant. I mean, let's be real here. When you're talking about the Warriors this year, the difference is Kevin Durant. The other difference, though, is that their big men don't need the ball on offense. Last year, Bogut wanted to score. You had to, you had to give Bogut his shots. This year, Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee would rather not have the ball to shoot. I mean, McGee especially because it always ends up on SportsCenter's not top ten. But Zaza's not a shooter. They're, those guys aren't scorers. That's not their thing. Zach and Muskegon's got me questioning if I should just pick the Cavs. I've made so many points for the Cavs. Well, I was going to say, did, did you have to, when you when you decided today that you were going to pick the Warriors, did you have to bow down and turn east and face Cleveland and pray for forgiveness from your Lord and Savior, LeBron? You know what, Drew, I'm, I'm going to go Cavs in seven. Flip-flopper. He's a flip-flopper, folks. Games, games haven't started yet. I think He's that's a fair flip-flopper. Game. That's fair game. Can't make up his mind. This is what happens when you have a legitimate, honest conversation. You talk through it. You come to a conclusion. I'm going Cavs in seven. You, you want to lock in Warriors in five? I, I am not. Listen, I am not a flip-flopper. I'm not like you, Jim. Show's not over. I might switch again. You you might switch again. That's fine. All right. At least I'm not heckling people. You're that guy who, when you go out to dinner, it, it, everyone hates when it's your turn to order because you're like, I'm going to have the chicken. No. The lasagna. Wait. No. No. The fish special sounds oh. incredible. What kind of soups do you have? Is there a salad? You know what? Just a salad, light dressing. Soup or salad? Can I do both? Can I take out the front? Okay. You know what? Forget it. Just bring me the chicken. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, at least I'm not heckling. That's what we're going to talk about when we come back. A sports dad was banned from a local graduation this week for something he did at a sporting event. We'll tell you about it next and let you weigh in. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. I like what you got. All right, thanks for being out with us. We're hanging out at the Meadows for the Grand Valley State Golf Outing. Having a blast. Yeah, we are. There's a. Did you see there's a beer cart driving around? I saw the beer cart. There's some ice cream. Everybody's walking by You're with ice cream. You're so lucky I didn't abandon you to chase the beer cart. <laughs> You're so lucky. We're sitting in front of the ninth green. And we're sorry to the people on the ninth green. Yeah, I mean, we are the biggest distraction. We are the worst. And we're having a good time. Game one of the NBA Finals is tonight. There is an ice cream thing over there, too, isn't there? Are you just now seeing this? Yeah. So you got golf season, you got NBA final season. It's also graduation season. I thought you were going to say ice cream season. It, yes, it, it graduation is, season. It is ice cream season as well. Um, you typically don't get banned from ice cream season, though. 
No, you don't. But you can get banned from graduation as one West Michigan parent found out. Yeah, so Kennewa Hills High School celebrated their commencement ceremony yesterday evening, and the parent of one of those students was not allowed on school property. Benito Hernandez Sr. admits he had been outspoken at sporting events but he was not allowed to see his son graduate. And this is a story from Wood TV 8. Benito said he just wanted to come and see his son, but he was banned, and that ban stems from a confrontation at last week's varsity baseball game where Hernandez Sr. admitted to calling the coach a bleep hole. And that's because the coach didn't play his son, Benito Hernandez Jr. Now, the dad, I guess, has a history. This goes over multiple events, multiple games. And the school stepped in and said, sir, you're not allowed on school property for commencement. The statement from the school's principal. There's been a series of unfortunate incidents involving inappropriate behavior by the gentleman in question that cannot be tolerated. This has not been an isolated incident, and I wish that it had not evolved to this point, but it has. Drew, where do you stand on this? you got a sports dad, a heckler, one of those helicopter parents. I don't know Benito Hernandez, but he's clearly involved and invested in his kid's sporting life and went over the line a couple times. Should he be allowed to be at commencement? Here's what I'm baffled by, right? And and this whole story, man, is just like as a parent, it it messes me up a little bit. You know, I I can't lie to you about that, Jim. Because graduation is one of those big moments for parents, you know, partially because, yes, you're seeing your child complete their their you know their education before they move on to college if they decide to move on to college and also they're finally not your damn responsibility anymore <laughs> but what i don't understand is banning him from commencement when up until what was it last week he was still allowed to attend the games yeah wouldn't you have banned him from games first and then if he ignored that then you move on to something as harsh as banning him from his own son's commencement? I don't want to come down on the side of the parent because harassing coaches, harassing, you know, and speaking like that in front of what I assume are families attending these games is unacceptable. And I'm sure that Mr. Hernandez is aware of that. A little bit of the backstory. He did this during basketball season two. He was yelling at the basketball coach during a game. Uh, The school told him he could no longer come to sporting events during basketball season. He agreed, but then the school reconsidered and allowed him to come back for baseball season. So, again, this is an ongoing event. This has been a tug of war. This is a guy who can't keep his thoughts to himself. And this is a school that has politely and now not so politely said, Sir, you're not welcome here. Kennewa Hills High School bans a loud sports dad. And I would say, using the language he did, an offensive sports dad. But should he have been allowed to see his son graduate? 866-314-9696. How would you have reacted if this was at your high school? Or when you were in high school? Your, I mean, uh, I, I think that you hit on the keynote there, though. I think it's more important for parents than the kids. It is. I mean, I, I'll just speak from my perspective. I mean, high school graduation, I didn't think was, was that big of a deal. Nope. But it's a big deal for your parents, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents. They want to see you walk across the stage. That's my boy. There he is. Yay, little Jimmy. Yay. So I don't think you're punishing the kid. I mean, you are punishing the dad. And the question is, did he deserve the punishment? Yeah, but for some kids, it's important to be able to look out there and see your parents. You know, Kennewa Hills is a big school, so I don't know if you could spot your parents in that quick moment you're on stage. Yeah, 204 students participate in commencement Wednesday night. But to me, 
my grad, you know, my graduation, and I, I joked for my parents, it was like, hey, he's not a screw up. Well, they don't feel that way anymore. Right. But still, they had their moment. And that moment was taken away from this parent. 866 314 9696. That's 866 314 9696. Parent at Kennewa Hills, banned from attending his son's commencement because he called the baseball coach a bleephole mm-hmm. and also harassed the basketball coach during basketball season. My question on all of this, though, why was there not a first step? Why, why was the nuclear option the first option? Why was he not banned from attending games? Why was there? Well, they not- did. They banned him for basketball games, and then they let him come back for baseball season. He, no, you you ban him from sporting events, mm-hmm. not specific seasons. Uh, as somebody, and Jim, you know this about me. I am loud. I'm somewhat obnoxious. The people staring us out on the patio also what? would agree with that. What are you talking about? They love us here. The Meadows at GVSU. They don't. Nope. That was that look over the glasses, man. Oh boy. Oh. By the way, sir, I'm envious of your mustache already. Don't make me envious of the fact that you don't have to talk to Jim for the next two oh. hours. Um, I, you know, I was thrown out of some sporting events in high school that I wasn't playing in. No, not you. Oh, no. My favorite was, I, I believe, myself and some friends were asked not so politely to leave uh, soccer games against both South Christian and Holland Christian. Uh, by asked, I mean we were told to leave. But it wasn't so bad that we were ever banned or told we weren't allowed to come back. If it was so bad that he was banned from attending basketball games, if I'm Kenowa Hills, I would have banned him from attending sporting events, not just on a seasonal basis. People aren't jerks on a seasonal basis. Jim, you're a jerk, but you're a jerk 24-7, 365, no days off. Winter, jerk. Summer, jerk. Well, summer is like a sweaty jerk. Yeah. Fall? A Le- little less of a jerk? A little less season? of a jerk because you, you, you soften because of football. But then you're just, you know, a CMU jerk. Yes, the best kind of jerk. I, but if I, this I, I, is I, who this parent is, then why did you let him come back? And then why are you surprised that he did this? Okay, I want to get you to focus in, though. Are you on the side of the school or the parent? Because I think I know where your head's at. I think we might agree. I'm actually with the parent. I think he should have been there. Crap, so am I. And, I didn't and, think and, I would. I, be. I think the school, and I didn't think I would be either. Normally, I'm with the school on this. You got an unruly parent, fine. But graduation means something to that parent, and I think the school screwed up when they kept giving him a million chances. At this point, I would have said, "You know what? We're done with you after today. Come out to the ceremony, stand and applaud, and get the hell away from our school. What? Stand and applaud in the back where you'll be monitored by security. Embarrass him. That's fine." But to ban him completely from attending, and, and again, it, it feels I don't want to chastise the school because they did what they believed was right. Yeah. And and when when uh, and I have to you know credit where credit's due, our buddy uh, Justin Barclay from Wood Radio tipped us off to this story. Uh, you know, I when he told me about it this morning, I thought I was going to end up on the side of the school. Oh, jerk parent! You know, I hate those people. And then part of me remembered I am those people. Um. But. This this just doesn't seem like it was the right move when you had other options. 866-314-9696. That's 866-314-9696. Andy in GR is on the line. Andy, what's going on, man? You're on with Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. How's it going, guys? Pretty, pretty good. Um, I actually graduated from Kennewa Hills, and I actually was there last night. 
sister graduated. And oh, uh, okay. congrats, congrats. To her. yeah, yeah, congrats to her. When's the open house? Can we come? Uh, yeah, for sure. Actually, Jim, uh, I, I'm I'm Andy McDonald. I'm the one from. Uh, oh no way! So yeah. I, if you do. Do you remember me? I just wanted to. I do. We, 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 we watched a CMU softball game together a couple weeks, oh, a month sure. ago. We did. We did. Oh, but yeah, I, um, our our school kind of has a history of doing things wrong. Uh, there was the whole thing. I don't remember if you guys hear about it in the news with like the bikes and the seniors rode the bikes to school and they all ended up kind of getting suspended. Yeah. Um, for that last day, and that that was a huge deal around there too. So, you know, this kind of issue is interesting. But one thing I do have to say to like stand behind Kendall for it is that I know for a fact that their coach last night for baseball was there, and uh, he um, kind of watches the ceremony or whatever from his spot, from being like a physical education teacher as well. Sure. So I feel like if you let the guy come back, then he might, you know, pop off with some comments if he has a history of doing it and not being able to stop. So if they, if they allow him to come back and he sees that coach is there, maybe he's going to open his mouth during the middle of a ceremony when it's like at a quiet time or someone's trying to do a speech. And then, do, and then, do you ruin the ceremony for the other two hundred and three kids? You know, and I think that's yeah, what the exactly. school had to consider. For sure, yeah. Andy, and appreciate the phone call, man. No, no problem, man. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, hey, and uh, congrats to you for tolerating Jim through an entire softball game. Oh, I was the loudest, most obnoxious <laughs> person in this press box. Yeah, uh, no, he's a he's, he's an all right guy. Sometimes Shh, don't do, that's don't a compliment. Do that. I'm don't gonna say take things that. like that. Andy, appreciate it, man. Ah! Just hang up on this man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Andy. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, that was after uh, the CMU spring game. Shut up. Making my brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Shut up. All right, 866-314-9696. Kenilwa Hills High School bans a parent from their commencement last night because he was complaining to coaches loudly with vulgar language multiple times. Are you with the school or are you with the dad? 866-314-9696. Allen's in Pawpaw. Allen, where do you see this? Yeah, um, I mean, I can't see them. I, I mean, banning some banning the parent from a, from the kid's graduation, I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime moment, you know. So it's, it's really hard to say that. That being said, I mean, I can't stand the parents that are out there, you know, cussing and yelling at all the kids. Um, or cussing and yelling at the coaches about things, you know, about your boy and this and that. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, so my daughter does softball, seven and eight years old. Um, I want to get you guys' opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Seven and eight years old softball, and they'll have – some of the other coaches will have their kids heckling the little girls while they're playing. And I just kind of want to get you guys' opinion on that and see how you felt about that. Now, they don't say anything vulgar or anything like that. Just, but it's, you know, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, batter. Yeah, I, I mean, me personally, I just feel like they're, they should be out there teaching. I don't feel like those girls know that stuff. They're coaching that. And I feel like when they're seven and eight years old, they should be being taught the fundamentals of baseball or softball, not how to heckle. So Wait, I just hold want on, to are, you guys' opinion. Well, before you hang up, it's the parents that are heckling or the opposing teams are heckling? The opposing team, the kids. Okay, okay the, the kids are heckling. Are okay. All right, Drew, what do you think of that? You know, I, I – and it's – it's funny that this comes up. I was just talking with a with a friend uh, today about how kids learn behavior, 
about how kids don't know hate unless they're taught hate. It's not a natural emotion, you know, for children. It's not. You know, hatred and rage and and heckling and taunting isn't something that normally comes to kids. You know, teasing, sure, but openly taunting in front of groups of other people, that's not something I've ever seen happen really naturally. So if it's taught, I don't feel good about that. And, And I don't necessarily know that I would put on the coaches. It might be one girl whose parents taught her that, and she's teaching everyone else, and they think it's fun. I mean, it feels a little young for it. I'm not opposed to it, though. If you told me, like, a group of 12-year-olds were playing a game of softball and one team was kind of, I mean, nothing vulgar, but just trying to get in the other team's head, I would be fine with that. Seven and eight feels kind of young, doesn't it? A little young. It feels okay. It feels a lot young. Like, Isaac, my son plays baseball. They don't heckle. They cheer each other on. Okay, but if Isaac you know, let's say four or five years from now is playing in a competitive league and the other team is kind of like collectively chanting and trying to, to get in his head. I don't see a problem with that. Do you? Uh, you kind of do. I, I, don't, I mean, at, well, in five, what, you said five years? Yeah. He's 14. He's yeah, in high school. Okay, that's kind of what I'm getting so, at. So, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's so, fine. So it's age dependent. I think seven and eight's too young. Yeah. I think under 10 is too young. How's that? All right, I agree with that. Let's set you know that as a, we, as a limitation. We agree. Gross. I'm going to throw up. That? Drew's gonna Fongers, throw up. Yeah, I was going to say, Fongers, hit me with a bar. Yeah. Uh, we, we shouldn't do that, I guess. Uh, yeah, we agree. <laughs> we'll get your thoughts on the Kennewood Hills dad, and we're also going to have some fun talking to some GVSU guests as the show continues from the Meadows out here at the GVSU Golf Outing. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Beautiful day out. We're at the Meadows for the GVSU Golf Outing. Little heads up, we're going to talk to Athletic Director Kerry Becker coming up at 4.15 and Matt Mitchell at 5.15, head football coach. Lakers are going to be good again this fall. Top five in all the preseason polls. You know what's great is you want to talk about quarterbacks and running backs? Yeah. I'm curious what Coach Mitch's beard has been up to. We I, haven't seen him in a while, and he had a great beard going last time we saw him. He, he, do, he did, and I also want to ask him about the early signing period because he's always game to talk big college football stuff. So, so we'll do that at 5 o'clock. Plus, it's also Say Something Nice Day. Yeah. We're going to put our own spin onto that in the 5 o'clock hour. You won't want to miss that. Think around 5.30. But we've been talking about this dad, and, and it's funny talking to people in the break and getting their thoughts on it. Yeah. Kenowa Hills had their commencement ceremony yesterday. And one parent was absent because he was banned from attending. Uh, I want to make sure I get the name right, but this is reported by Wood TV 8. And uh, what is it? Benito Hernandez Sr. His son plays on the baseball team and the basketball team. And listen, the dad has been a loudmouth for a while. He has said a lot of things. According to reports. Yes. We that, have well, not, well, well, hold we, on. Hold on. Even not report. Like the school. Uh, yeah. The school has banned him before. Right. Then since let him come back. Then came back and just a week ago called the, the coach a bleep hole, and they said you can't attend graduation. You can fill in the bleep yourself. Did they go too far is the question. Are you on the side of the school who said, listen, you can't keep doing this. You're not welcome at graduation. Or do you say, listen, graduation's once in a lifetime. I don't care what the dad said. Let him be there and be done with it. 866-314-9696. Mario commented on our Facebook page and like us, Greg, Drew, and Jim. He says, the dad has a history of being an ass at games. You know what dad also has a history of? Changing diapers, paying bills, getting the kid to school. He should be allowed to see his kid graduate. Ask the son if he wants his dad there. If he's not in jail or has a warrant, for some kids, it's important to see their dads and see their families. Mario goes on to say, I went to East Kentwood's graduation last night. All 603 kids were looking for their parents and families. 
This is not a sporting event. Does it feel petty from the school? Because this is going to be their last interaction, right? Kid's a senior. Kid's graduating. You allow him to attend. You tell him to be on his best behavior, and you're done with it. I think that's kind of how I would have handled it. Now, we we did have a caller, Andy, bring up and say, I went to Kennewa Hills. They've screwed up before. But they're probably also considering, what if this dad makes a fool of himself and ruins graduation for all the other kids well and that was uh, a call that we got uh during the break and uh the the caller didn't want to hold on i understand it you know a- an employee of kenwa hills uh spoke to producer fongers and told fongers that uh mr hernandez was informed during a meeting in january to not attend any more school sporting events but ended up attending his son's baseball game creating a stir once again leading to the banning apparently this has been going on for months and involved more than just profanity in public here's my question though kenway hills he was told not to attend right mm-hmm. why was he still there why and th- that's my question is if you banned him then you banned him but politely asking him not to come from an intense sports dad is gonna be like okay they asked me not to go but <laughs> they didn't tell me i can't go and that's I, it and, and i'm not trying to be a jerk to you here jim yeah but that's a jim explanation <laughs> it's a exact letter of the statement so i'm curious if he was told he was banned from attending and that there would be further consequences or if they just asked him to stop going 866-314-9696. I guess the latest frustration um, was last week's game, and the dad was wondering why his son, a senior, wasn't playing in the season's final game. Assistant coach heard him cuss, but he thinks the school's frustration shouldn't have let him miss out on graduation. I, I, I lean towards agreeing with him, not for being a jerk, but again, asking why your son, who's a senior, isn't playing in the final game of his high school career – I feel like it's a fairly legitimate question and one I would ask myself. It's just unfortunate because he might – he's the wrong person to make the argument given his history, right? Right. Like, it's one of those things where we'd all side with him and go, yeah, dad should be allowed to be at graduation. Dad should want his kid to play in the last game. But this dad is why it becomes an issue. This specific person who has a history of issues and who was apparently warned back in January – 866-314-9696. That's 866-314-9696. Should bad behavior at sporting events lead to parents missing graduation? Brock is on the line in Kennewa Hills. Brock, what's going on? You're on with hey, Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hey, man. How, how, I mean, we're outside at a golf course today. I got no complaints. How's it going for you? Doing fantastic. Just wanted to touch base with this Kennewa Hills story. Yeah, man. What's going on? All right. So there's so much more to this than just um, the one baseball issue. And it wasn't a matter of him questioning if his son was going to play. It was him actually walking into the dugout, calling oh. the coaches a bunch of a-holes, going on and on, a bunch of profanities with F-bombs, and to the point where the, the umpire is like, you need to get him out of here. And he was a complete embarrassment to the entire school. You flip back to the bait or the basketball time when he actually sat there and told the coach, "I will kick your a," you know, if you <laughs> if you let him play anymore. Um, you know, he, he threatened the coach. Then he told another coach years ago that I will kill you. 
he is there's one person that was kicked out of the Grand Rapids Gus Macker the last two years, and it's his dad. <laughs> you know, there's this it's a whole history of, of events that have happened and it, it you listen to that one wood TV article and it makes it sound like oh I just made this one mistake. It's not one mistake. It's been a whole series of events. Now, Brock, can I say this? And, and again, the way you're explaining it, it makes a lot more sense, the reasons why they did it. But if you're the, if you're the principal of Kenway Hills, shouldn't you have included a lot of that in your statement? I mean, the, the way the principal, again, made his statement, it sounds like, oh, it was this one-off thing, but we were sick of some other things. And it was kind of wishy-washy. The way you're saying it, man, I'm on the side of the school now. Well, the, the school well, it came I'm, out in I'm a... Gonna, in a I, I still stand behind... I thought Mr. Zuber did a, a great job with a great statement yesterday stating, hey, there was some other incidents. We don't have to throw anybody under the bus or make a big deal about it. This is what happened. And, you know, he, he did a good job, I believe. Um, we don't have to make a big public deal with it. But I just wish TVA would actually say, hey, you know, maybe we should look into the story a little bit before we uh, just publish this and make throw the school district under the bus. Yeah, so. we read the statement earlier. I want to read it again. And we appreciate the phone call, Bob. Yeah, and, and the added perspective. Hey, yeah, so, again, this is from Brett Zuber. He's the uh, high school principal at Kennewa Hills. said, uh, there's been a series of unfortunate incidents involving inappropriate behavior by the gentleman in question that can't be tolerated. This has not been an isolated incident, and I wish it had not evolved to this point, but it has. We must keep our students and staff safety first and foremost in mind. It's unfortunate that this may take away some of the focus from the tremendous accomplishments of our 204 students who are participating in commencement tonight. I truly hope that it does not. And I understand Brock's point of he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to dig up the dirty laundry. But if Mr. Hernandez, the parenting question here, has that dirty laundry, well, then it's his problem to be aired out. If he did these, I mean, Jim, What's one of the first things I learned when I got a job in radio was don't do anything you don't want people to know about. If you don't have any secrets, no one can tell them. And for Mr. Hernandez, it's no secret that he's been a jerk at these sporting events for years. And this is something that and we're getting more and more callers from the Kennewa Hills area saying, no, this man has been a consistent problem. He's been told to leave, sat in his car, waited and then come back. And to the principal of Kennewa Hills, Mr. Zuver? Zuver, yeah. Mr. Zuver, I don't mean to disrespect you at all, sir, but I think you should have given a laundry list to Wood TV 8 of the reasons why you did this. Because just the way he put out, yes, the student's safety is first. The guy, uh, you know, in, in, and again, the way we originally read the report mm-hmm. was this guy insulted a baseball coach and harassed some basketball games. Yeah. That's the way it comes off. And if you're the principal of this high school and you don't want idiots like us talking about it on the radio today, you have to make that statement. You have to make it definitively. You basically have to pull a Drew. You have to pull a me and set it up so that this is framed so much in your favor that no one's going to look at Mr. Hernandez as a sympathetic figure. Because as a parent, I feel bad for him missing his son's graduation. But as a grown-ass man... You can't talk to people like that. You can't threaten to beat someone up. I mean, you and I threaten each other with a lot of things. But at the end of the show every day, what do we do? Fist bump. We fist bump, we high five, we laugh and say, good show, dude. See you tomorrow. Mr. Hernandez was not fist bumping the coaches after the game going, nice game, coach. See you next week. So uh, this is from Wood TV 8. 
they say in their report that Hernandez Sr. was banned during basketball season, but they reconsidered for baseball season. The school and Hernandez Sr. reconsidered for baseball season. That seems wishy-washy. That seems like maybe he's not such a bad dude. But it says the school was never really got back to him. That, he, he wanted to come back for baseball season. Okay, so this makes a little more sense. The school never overtly said come back for baseball season. But did they say don't show up for baseball season? I think it was left ambiguous. And, that, and you can't do that in this type of situation. You can't leave that door open. That's part of the problem, Yeah, he starts Jimmy. sniffing around baseball. You got to serve. You have sir, to drop the hammer. Yeah. You can't be afraid. And I think, I think the hammer dropping was the right move. But I think you needed to drop it sooner and let this man have the chance to attend his son's graduation. Because he was allowed to exist in the way he was for so long with no repercussion other than, okay, you you can't come. You can't come. I mean, and again, you don't want to punish the child for the sins of the parent. But if I'm a baseball coach, I'm not putting that kid on the team. I'm not. Well, no, 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 no. The kid, if he's good enough, plays on the team. I will no. You I, can't I, again, limit the kid because of the dad. But how else does the parent learn? Well, uh, legitimately, because that's my security. question. Well, it's not about the thirty, forty, fifty-year-old dad learning. It's about letting the seventeen-year-old kid play baseball. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I'm not making my school policies to teach the adult. I'm letting a kid play on his high school baseball team if he's good enough. I I wouldn't punish the kid. And I don't think his dad not being there is that much of a punishment to the kid. I know we've had callers say, hey, the kids were looking up, looking to find their parents. I think the day is so much more about parents. I'll just speak from my experience and, and my friends. We didn't view high school graduation as this momentous occasion to be remembered for all times. I think it means something to the parents, the ones who invested in their kids, cared after them, drove them to practice, drove them to school, they want to see their kid up there on that stage. I think it hurts the dad more than the kid. Yeah. Yeah. And and the question is, did he deserve it? And everybody from Kennewa Hills that's called in has basically said, nah, Yeah, bro. that guy, we know that guy. I'm not letting him anywhere near commencement. I'm, I'm not letting him upstage my kids. I don't want him to make a fool of our ceremony. Ugh. 866-314-9696. If you guys want to get in some last-second thoughts on this, we'll be talking to uh, Carrie Becker, GVSU's mm-hmm. AD, coming up in just a few minutes here. Really excited to catch up with her. A lot of great stuff going on out here at Grand Valley. Just as a reminder, we are live at the Meadows, uh, sitting on the picturesque ninth hole. Did you know that uh, Carrie Becker used to work at Ferris State? <gasps> Gasp! Yeah. I'm going to ask her how the first year has been, because I'm sure it was a little rocky when you come over after being a bulldog. <laughs> we'll talk to Carrie Becker. Grand Valley State's Athletic Director, when we come back, it's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. It's a beautiful day. We're hanging out at the Meadows, GVSU, golf outing. And now we're joined by the Athletic Director of Grand Valley State. Wait, this isn't Tim Selgo. Where did Tim Selgo go? That's right, we have... (laughs) New and improved version. Oh, improved, throwing shade. (laughs) Gary Becker joining the show. So... Just tell me this. You come over from Ferris State. People probably giving you some dirty looks in the first year. You made it through. How was it? You know what? In After year one, I was bleeding blue. I had two strikes against me because actually what you don't, well, maybe you don't know is I also graduated from Saginaw Valley. Whoa. Yeah, I, I know. Whoa. And they still hired me. Did you get your master's me. from Wayne State or something? 
No, no. That would have been the trifecta, right? I know. Hey, they still hired me. You know, you can't beat them. You join them. I'm happy to be here, and I'm true blue. Well, tell us about the first year. What kind of challenges did you face, and, and what did you maybe not expect? Well, you know, the challenges are always how to maintain that, that atmosphere of excellence and giving our coaches, our student-athletes, the best chance to be successful and, and, gain, and look through the lens of how can I help them keep that competitive edge and to create that competitive gap. And I, that, I think, is the challenge. Whether you're clawing your way to the top or trying to get there, I think by far it's hard to try to stay there. Now, I know this is like asking you to pick a favorite child, but who's your favorite coach on your staff? Oh, my gosh. I, We're going to talk to one of the troublemakers later. Yeah. Matt Mitchell's joining us at 515. Yeah. So. Hey. He uh, he is very low maintenance. Matt Mitchell's about football. Matt Mitchell's about what it takes to, to win football games, and uh, I don't get a lot of trouble. He's not on my troublemaker list at all. Speaking of trouble, look at this guy eyeballing us over here. I know. This <laughs> fella, that's trouble right over there, that, that Tim Knott gentleman. Stay away from him. You watch out. <laughs> he has a wealth of information. If you think you know it, he knows more of it, and if you think you got it all, he's got even more. You know what? I, I, I've learned that from his texts that he sends me. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> he thinks he knows it all. That's for sure. Oh, wow. From one know-it-all yeah, to exactly. another there. So. <laughs> Both CMU grads, right. of course. Yeah. You know what? I'll take a Ferris State grad any day of the week over these two yahoos. I knew you were a bright man. I, I knew you were a bright man. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, now, let's talk about the President's Cup, okay? All right. You guys Stop. are going for, what is it? 19? 19. That one has already sealed the deal. We did uh, attain our 19th President's Cup, and I'd like to think if there's anybody around for it, it feels just as good as the first one, and it's just as hard to get. It's the first step in, in our focus and in, in being competitive within this ever, ever challenging GLIAC conference. Explain it to people. The President's Cup is basically uh, it's an, it's the all-sports trophy for our conference, and it takes into consideration all the sports you have, and, you know, and it even it considers all your sports. So there's schools that have more sports than we do, so it takes the finishes into consideration. So with schools that have more sports, it's challenging for us because that means we just got to finish higher to overcome maybe some of the sports we don't have. You know, I, I think it's interesting. We're talking to Kerry Becker, Athletic Director of Grand Valley State. Everybody puts so much focus on football, right? Yeah. And uh, how do you juggle that balance between football is king, everybody loves football, but your other sports are going to have to win you things like the President's Cup, and you've got athletes that are playing in all of them. Right. I think one of the smartest things Grand Valley did, and even during Tim Selgo's tenure, is they took a broad-based approach to our athletic department because it wasn't about football success. It was about student success because we're part of the academic mission of the university, and so you have to you have to put your your money where your mouth is. You have to, you have to walk the walk if you're going to do the talk the talk. Uh, yeah. Football is going to drive, you know, they drive the popularity in our social media. They drive, that's what people are interested in. I can't argue with that. And so you have to use that platform, though, to, I think, enhance and expose your other sports. You know, when we have some of the TV games and ESPN3 and things like that, we talk about football, but those are also opportunities to showcase some of our other sports and some of the other great accomplishments that they're achieving, too. I was going to say, you guys have an absolutely killer competitive dance and cheer team out here. You bet we do. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Brandy's a good friend. I love her to death. Yeah, she works hard. You know, I I give a lot of credit because, you know, the dance team, they do a lot in all of our different performances. The cheer team, they're 60 strong. Yeah. They have the all-girls team, the co-ed team. When people look at our sidelines, it's, you know, there's all, when it comes to the environment that we create, they help create that environment. So we're all in it all together, and they're just as important as the people on the field. Tell us about the Irwin Club. I see it on the polo in front of yeah, you. Irwin, emphasis on the win. Yeah. What's the club? What's those the are outing? Snazzy. we got to get some of those. Well, I mean, tell us right. about the outing here at You're the Meadows. Jeremy? Look at some of those. 
This is yeah, why don't we have these, Jeremy? Jeremy? Hey, these God, are, Jeremy! These are popular. You know, the thing of it is, is that, you know, the Irwin Club's been around for years and years, a couple decades, I believe. And the fact that, and this is all part of that remarketing, rebranding, relaunching the Irwin Club to do what it's designed to do. And, and we've had a, a tremendous amount of support with this name for two decades, but we redid the logo. That was Doug Lipinski and his crew. Redid the logo and the look, and man, and you are probably about the... 50th person that says, hey, I want one of those shirts. So it's working because we want to have that recognition because we need that recognition. What the Irwin Club does, it's the fundraising arm of athletics uh, with the shrinking budgets and higher education. It's no different for us. We need money to operate. We need money to enhance. And Irwin Club allows us to do that. You know, we, you know, we need to support our teams, whether it's hotels, officials, and and uh, transportation. Maybe it's not very sexy, but we also want to support them because uh, we have a unique ability to take care of ourselves through fundraising, and so we have to do that through the uh, Irwin Club. On top of it's the enhancements, the things that we've been able to, you know, nutrition services. We hired a part-time dietitian to give our kids a competitive edge, some recovery products for our legs, and some more of some medical things that I think are going to help us from a recovery and uh, strength and conditioning. So those are, that's what the Irwin Club does, and those are the things we need, again, to create that competitive edge. That's phenomenal. And now, we're out here at the Meadows today, of course, and people can download the Meadows app if they want to come out here sure. and golf this I can't believe they have an app. They have an app for that. That's fantastic. And of course they do. Now we Gentlemen, ask you, come on. Yeah, right? This is GVSU. This is cutting edge. It's not like it's Central Michigan or something. Right. Um, we're on the I curve. Know. You've already turned her against me. Oh, it's, I know. We're, like already, we're already best friends. We're going out for drinks later, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, we asked you if you had, you had golfed the course today. You said you haven't golfed today. Are you a golfer normally, though? I love to golf. What? Absolutely love to go. Okay, well, how's this? We'll play around this summer, and you'll crush both of us. Okay, I'll try. I'm completely okay with that. We do putt putt instead. I'm, I'm more game for putt. You're more. Your your speed oh, is much more putt putt. We'll get you to the green. You can take care of That's business there. Stuff. There we go. You bet. We'll play a scramble of some sort. You bet. <laughs> well, listen, what what are you looking forward to the most for this upcoming? I mean, the upcoming sports season. I mean, I mean, that's a great point, right? Because you get the first year, and I'm sure you're just trying to. Catch your breath the whole time. Right. And now you can kind of get excited yeah. and look forward to stuff. Yeah. You know, the first year people ask me, and I've been repeating this all day today, is some days I felt like I was just surviving. Some days I th- felt like I was thriving. And I think it was finding that good balance and finding the groove. Now as we, you know, about mid-June, I will enter that time where I really start to think about next year. Uh, hopefully I'm going down to Orlando to pick up another Crystal Cup. It's not in the books yet, but mathematically, my uh, Cracker Jack uh, athletic communications guy, that guy Tim Knott, he tells me mathematically we should be fine, but not going to go there quite yet. So once we do that, then I, I then we'll shift gears to thinking about this next year. And I think think about this next year, see, seeing some of the return on the investment and some of the changes we made. The Irwin Club, for one. Uh, it's a new platform with change comes some, you know, not really blowback, but some feedback that we need to think about. Uh, it comes a fresh season. It comes to having the conversation with our coaches and student athletes that you haven't done anything we're starting over don't rest on those laurels don't don't get complacent those types of things so we don't spend a whole lot about what not to do but we look forward and say okay what it is how is it one what is it we need to do that to keep that competitive edge and the competitive gap because i want competitive gap i like a good old-fashioned mercy roll in softball I want to be up by 10 runs and relax in the dugout. So, But we we, we got to create that first part first, the competitive edge. And so I'm looking forward to what the new teams look like. you got new faces from new places, what that chemistry looks like. Football, those types of sports, you get a little bit of a sneak peek. But the fall, you get a sneak peek for the spring. So it's getting that first look that I, of our new teams in that second year for me. Well, we have uh, Coach Mitchell on coming up at 515. What should we relay for expectations? I'm thinking, Ooh. what, national title? Or you get them on the hot seat, right? You go, listen, this is Grand Valley. If we're not talking championships, I mean, we'll, we'll talk. And, and you've got, I mean, the rankings just came out. Yeah. 
You've got GVSU at three and Ferris at two. Yeah, but what do rankings know? What do rankings say? <laughs> what do they know? You know, it, 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 Coach Mitchell would tell you the same. One, I didn't even know that. Why? Because I don't care. It doesn't matter to me right now, and it doesn't matter to me as we go through the season. We're going to go to the next game, next opponent. We're going to be, and we're prepared for that. And I, you know, and it, and it even goes back to even smaller than that. It's the next guy up. It's the next girl up. And how do we get them and prepare them on a daily basis? So I talk about winning a little bit every day in practice uh, to to prepare them, and then you know it. And with Coach Mitchell, he'll talk about the process. I believe in the process. If you, if you pay attention to the process, process, you put your efforts there, you're going to get the uh, result in the end that you're looking for, at least the best chance for that result. If you guys have ever wondered what a total boss sounds like, you're listening to her being interviewed right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we let you go, movie night is coming up. Absolutely. You looking forward to it. have that big old video screen that I'm still bugging Tim not to let me play Madden on one night, but he's not giving in. <laughs> we want to do it. We want to do serious. a Madden tournament. We're dead serious about this. Are you hearing me? Madden tournament. I'm pointing at people. They know who they are. I like where your head's at. I like creativity. Oh, perfect. You and me are going to get along great. (laughs) Movie night, you guys are doing Sing. That is Tuesday, June 27th. You bet. Everyone welcome to come out? Everyone's welcome to come out. Free. First thousand get uh, blankets. So you can, we'll even give you a blanket to sit on. Perfect. Get there early. You can sit out on the turf. You can sit up in the stands. Because you know what? You can see that board from anywhere. I was going to say, I'm just going to watch it from my house in downtown Grand Rapids. You could. So. <laughs> could. Uh, and Sound will, might be iffy, but hey. Jim will love that because you forget everything. So if they're going to provide oh, you wow. with a blanket. Now I'm on blast. Wait, you, you can't be. I can't expect you forget your phone charger every day for Not work. every day. That's a lie. Not every day. Maybe All two right. days a week. Carrie, <laughs> we appreciate you giving us so much of your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm dead serious, folks. If you've ever been curious about the direction GVSU is heading, put your faith in Carrie. That's what I'm doing today. Hey, I like it. Anchor up. Anchor up. Thanks, gentlemen. It's Gary Becker, athletic director, GVSU, going into her second season, second year. Yeah. I think of everything as seasons. I know. Everything's a season with you. And, and things are going to go even more uh, up and up for Grand Valley. That's right. Anchor's up. That's how we do it. Oh, wow. Look at you. That's yeah, very, very good at that. Hey, coming up, we are going to talk to head coach of the football team, Matt Mitchell, a little bit later on in the show today. Play a little game called Say Something Nice. Yeah, Say Something Nice about Detroit sports teams at 530. That's going to be a challenge, so we're going to need some of the most creative listeners to chime in at 530. Or the French say a challenge. But when we come back, we're going to try to do the unprecedented, talk about the NBA Finals without doing Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. It, it can be done. We will accomplish it next. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. NBA Finals begin tonight. 8 p.m. the coverage starts. 9 p.m. the tip. It's about damn time. (laughs) Oh, it's true. It's damn true. We are hanging out at the Meadows today. GVSU golf outing. Just talked to Athletic Director Carrie Becker. She's a boss, dude. She is. That is a boss lady, man. Like... I, we, we, I think we've met her briefly before, but that's our first time really getting to sit down and talk to her. Carrie is confident. Yes. She has a plan. And she hates CMU grads. Yeah, I didn't like that part. I love that part. I, I'm lukewarm on her because of that part. But other than that, she did nice. We're going to talk to the head coach of your Lakers coming up at 515. Their offense, basically everybody's back. They have a chance to win a national title. Matt Mitchell will join us at 515. But I want to talk about the NBA Finals. And, Drew, I want to do the unthinkable. No. I want to talk about these NBA Finals that feature seven All-Stars, that features a rematch of a rematch, while just talking about the games. I don't want to talk about LeBron versus Jordan. At least not today. Trust me, we'll dig that up another time. But I want to pursue a legitimate basketball conversation. I want people to join me on this journey. 866-314-9696.
What do you think of this series? What are you watching for tonight? What has you most excited? And ultimately, who wins it? 866-314-9696. Drew, I know you're chopping at the bit. Let's talk basketball. Let's talk hoops. I mean, Jim, you've got to remember, and I don't know if, and this is not me trying to make a joke about you being a child for once. But I don't know if you remember, you know, NBA on NBC, Sunday afternoons. That was my childhood, man. Classic theme song. Cla- Thank you. God bless you for that. basketball Yeah, dude. Oh. So let's talk basketball Let's do this. This is a great matchup on paper. I mean, top to bottom, these teams are stacked. You can go, what, seven, eight deep before you're really looking at what would be considered a scrub. Mm-hmm. And even the scrubs have a part to play on both teams. So when you sit back and look at this, this could be athletically, physically, and scoring-wise one of the best finals we've ever seen. This is not going to be your 4 Pistons. There will be no 79-75 games. I'm expecting every game for one team to have over 100 points. I don't think that's unrealistic. I'm fully expecting Durant and LeBron to try and see who can average higher over 30. And I'm most looking forward to, and this is the question I want to ask you, Jim, which matchup, which individual one-on-one within the matchup are you most looking forward to? Because mine is at the guards, but it's not the guards you're thinking of. I'm very interested in... Kyrie Irving versus Klay Thompson. Because you know that's going to be the defensive switch. Yeah, Curry's not, and he shouldn't. Curry should not end up on Kyrie Irving. Golden State wants to put Tristan, I mean, um, Klay Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. That's Klay that, Thompson, Tristan Thompson, don't matter to don't me. Don't matter to me, Cavs and foe. Uh, I, <laughs> I love the memes. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you, Pongers. So excited to see the explosion on social media with these games, too. Uh, the matchup I'm most looking forward to I was going to say it's it's Steph and Kyrie, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of it. I, I ultimately do think it comes down to the front court because you're going to see this battle to go small versus go big, right? Golden State's best lineup, lineup of death. They go small. Draymond plays center. Kevin Durant plays power forward. Space the floor, shooters everywhere. That is their best lineup. They won't start with it, but they'll go to it in crunch time. What does Cleveland do to match up? They can't play Love, Thompson, and LeBron. That's three forwards. You can't do that against a small ball lineup. So do you sit Tristan Thompson to play Kevin Love for offense, or do you sit Kevin Love and play Tristan Thompson so you can rebound and play defense? The Cavs are going to have to tinker, and I think they can run both of those lineups, but I think the key to this series is going to be LeBron is LeBron. He's a given. LeBron's a constant, and, 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 I, and, I, and I've I think, made this analogy before. Yeah. LeBron right now is like vintage Adrian Peterson. You cannot stop him. You can only hope to contain him. It's the others. So LeBron won an NBA championship against the Thunder when he had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh at the peak of their powers. He also won the next season with those guys continuing their play. They lost to the San Antonio Spurs when Dwayne Wade's knee gave out and Chris Bosh stopped playing. LeBron lost to the Golden State Warriors the first time around because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were hurt. If the others are there, they will win. Because I think you saw Kyrie cook Steph Curry last year. 
I think you saw LeBron go to another level. The question is going to be, J.R. Smith, can he play well? Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, can he play well? And I think the important thing to note here is inconsistent J.R. Smith can be replaced now with very consistent shooter Kyle Korver. Right. And I think, and really to me, I think what it's going to come down to, Jim, is going to be the benches. It's going to be the benches. And and I think that's where Golden State has its biggest advantage is the benches. Andre Iguodala, Livingston. You know, you still got guys coming off that bench for Golden State that would start for quite a few other teams in the league. And with Cleveland, Deron Williams, he's a floor general, sure, and he's a good distributor. But does he scare you? Is he going to put up 25 to 30 in a night like Livingston is no, no, capable no, but, of? But he might have a night. He might have a moment or two. Oh, he might have, how's this? I won't be shocked if there's a game where we're looking at the stat line afterwards. And it's like, wait a minute, Williams had how many assists? And that's the thing. So the Cavs are deeper than they were last year. So when it comes to the others, you have more guys to choose from. Last year you kept saying, if J.R. Smith doesn't get him to 20, I don't know how they get to 100. And now that's not a must because it could be Corver, it could be Williams. I think you've got Channing Frye and Kevin Love working as forwards who can shoot. They will have the shooters around LeBron. They make threes about as well as Golden State does, and people don't talk about that. And if you go small, Golden State's going to go small, you can't protect the rim against LeBron. So if you can't protect the rim against LeBron because your best lineup is small, you are going to have a hard time. 866-314-9696. Cavs and seven. That's Jim's prediction. 866-314-9696. Fongers, as much as I'm all about buzzing Jim, you can't buzz his prediction. It's it's just a prediction. Just because he's wrong doesn't mean we have to buzz What's it. yours? I'm going Warriors in five. As much as I'd love to see this series go seven games again, I, I, like legitimately, the tension might kill me. Last year, I remember watching the NBA Finals last year, game seven, with my roommates and all of us looking at each other going, God, I don't have a dog in this fight, but my chest feels like it's being ripped open. This the, the, the finals last year were some of the most tense sports moments I've ever had the pleasure to be a part of. 866-314-9696. Legitimate NBA finals conversation that doesn't go to LeBron versus Jordan. Anything you want to bring to the table about tonight's game one or the series as a whole. 866-314-9696. We have Griffin's tickets that we're going to be giving away in the next 10 to 15 minutes for game two Saturday night. Calder Cup final. You're going to want to listen for your chance to win those. 866-314-9696. Drew, who do you think wins the finals MVP? Oh, man. Well, it's always the winning team, right? As much as you object to that, you think it, it should be It should the best just player. be the single most valuable player, regardless if you're team yeah. won or lost. But. Um, and, and I understand your thinking. I understand that you believe it should just be the best player in the finals. But the most valuable player is usually most valuable to his team because they won. And, and you're the most valuable loser. Congratulations. That, you know, that's a title you can have every day, Jim. I'm just going to stew. I'm just going to say. Yeah, you sit there and hold stew. Hold on. But you're no, no, no you, you hold on. Before you huff and puff and continue to blow, uh, you asked me. You you asked. I did, and you have still not answered. No, I know, because it's really fun to not answer you. <laughs> you, you, you have literally gone a year and a half of doing shows with me, and I don't think you've ever answered a question. I have answered plenty of questions, like, how was your day? What did you do this weekend? Super salad. Super salad. <laughs> just give me the chicken. Um... <laughs> 866-314-9696. Kevin Durant is the answer. He should be the favorite. 
Kevin Durant should because should if be. they win, what's different from last year? Kevin Durant, assuming he's healthy and plays in every game, he's going to score. He's going to rebound. He'll get some assists. His numbers will look good. He will be the difference. I think he's going to be your MVP. I, I think if the Warriors win, it's if gotta, they win, if the Warriors win, you, and obviously if the Cavs win, it's LeBron. If the Warriors win, you have to believe it will be Durant. I, can I be, can I be a little bit of a fan for a second? Yeah, I hope it's Steph. I hope Steph shows up after his disappointing finals last year and just says, nope, I am still the Warriors. Kevin Durant is on this team with me. I'm not on this team with Kevin Durant. I want a little bit of that swagger that we saw from Steph last season when he was the unanimous MVP. He's kind of lost a little bit of that. You know, he took a lot of heat for his crappy shoes. And now it'd be nice to see him be able to bounce back. 866-314-9696. Brian in Sparta is on the line. Brian, this is not Sparta. This is Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. How are you? I'm good. How y'all doing? Doing well, man. So I think if the Warriors win, I think it's going to be Draymond Green. I think he's going to throw up stats, rebounds, assists, probably a couple blocks, a couple steals, and he's just going to end up getting it. I'm not a fan of him, but I think he will. And to y'all's question earlier, I think that the the big factor isn't – I mean, the benches can offset. You have the best player on one side. You have their team on the other. I think it comes down to jump shooting. If they're, if uh, Warriors are shooting 45 to 50% from the three, it's over. If the Cavs can hold them underneath it, I think that the Cavs have a chance to win it. And I think that's the biggest thing, not necessarily the players, but what uh, what the Warriors can do with their shooting. You're going to see some blowouts in the finals. I don't know if people remember that about last year's finals. The the, the games didn't get good until like five, six, and seven. Five, six, seven, when the Cavs yeah. are backed into a corner. And I think part of it's because teams are shooting so many threes. So there's this great chance to pull away. And if you're not making threes on the other end, a great chance to fall behind. So I think we will see some blowouts in this series. And that's kind of where the jump shooting comes into it. And think about this. Golden State was the best jump shooting team probably in the history of the NBA a year ago. They then added Kevin Durant. (laughs) I don't think there's going to be a lot of nights where they're not shooting well. So the question now is, can the Cavs afford to have off shooting nights? And the answer is no, but that's why bringing in someone like Kyle Korver, who we keep talking about Kyle Korver, a 36-year-old three-point specialist, but that's the difference now. Him, Darren Williams, a rotation of three-point shooters – if one guy gets cold around LeBron, one of the others, you just plug in another three-point shooter. And as long as you have one or two guys going from deep, you can keep pace with Golden State, and then it comes down to crunch time. Then it doesn't work. Then benches don't matter at that point. Now it's LeBron, KD, Steph. Who steps up? And your point's a good one. If we get to that point in a Game 5, an elimination Game 6, a Game 7 potentially, does Durant take the ball? Because that's what he did on Christmas Day, and they lost. Does right. Steph take the ball? He couldn't close out last year against the Cavs. Who closes the door if it becomes tense because the Cavs have the depth to keep it close? One of the that's that's something that you know you that hasn't been talked about enough is how much is Steph going to be trying to right his wrongs from last season? How much is there going to be him wanting to go out and prove that the unanimous MVP season wasn't a fluke? that it wasn't just a one-off, that the 73-win Warriors, who failed to win a finals, Mm -hmm. 
that the failing to win the finals was the fluke. 866-314-9696. You can always tweet to us at Greg Drew and Jim or hit us up on Facebook as well. Jim, uh, well, hold on. Oh, yeah. Be- before we do Griffin's tickets. Oh, is that what we're doing? Well, I mean, we're, we're going to do them at some point. I just didn't want you to go ahead of me. Oh. If Cleveland wins tonight, how happy are you to be off tomorrow? <laughs> I am on vacation tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I'm attending a friend's wedding in Chicago. Okay. I unintentionally <laughs> did this. This was not a thing that was done on purpose. But um, I, if Cleveland wins, I'll be very happy to not be doing a show with you tomorrow. I'll be very sad for poor Greg. Oh, there's that beer cart again. Sorry, we're out at the Meadows at GVSU. There's a beer cart rolling around. Okay. And I keep seeing, like, glimpses of it. I think you're making it up. I've not actually seen it. It's got a cooler on the back. Okay, you keep saying, I stood up. Is that it? There it is. Yeah, see, beer cart. I can verify it does exist. We're going to have to hit that up when we get to a break. But before we do that, let's give away Griffin's tickets, Drew. We have tickets to the Calder Cup final, game two on Saturday. How do you want to do it? Two pairs to give away. Two, two numbers. I swear to God, if you say one and two, I will strangle you right here. <laughs> so he's like, I'm sitting really this close is terrifying. to terrifying. Get away do from me. Do not say one and two. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Okay. Callers two and three. Callers two and three at 866-314-9696. Callers two and three. You'll be heading to the Van Andel Arena this Saturday night. Again, these tickets are for Saturday night. The Calder Cup Finals. You can actually listen to the games, home and road. That's right. On ESPN 961 if you're in West Michigan. Or if you use the iHeartRadio app. Oh my gosh, Drew, tell us about the iHeartRadio app. I would love to. It's a spectacular app, if you didn't know. It's been downloaded a whole bunch of times by a whole lot of people. Some good metrics there. There's some ads that's very, I'm very statistical when it comes to the iHeartRadio app. But what I do know is it is my favorite app to use because I can't always go to the Griffins games because, you know, I got kid. And uh, he's not really into sitting still for, you know, the entire hockey game yet. So, true story. I normally use the iHeartRadio app when I'm working out. They've got like a cardio mix. Do they really? Do they? Now, I have it the last two days because I've been watching House of Cards. While you've been working out. While I've been working. Listen, you've got to be time efficient. I've got to get in the last two episodes before the finals start tonight. And I think I can do it. I believe in myself. I'm going to accomplish it. NBA Finals tonight. Listen to it on ESPN 961. When we come back, we'll keep talking about those NBA Finals. What are you looking forward to? We're not talking MJ. We're not talking LeBron. We're talking basketball because the finals are finally here. You ever have that friend that gets mad at you and you do something, but he does it right back at you? <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. We're at the Meadows, GBSU's golf outing. Little, little backstory. A pet peeve of Drew's. When someone Snapchats him while they're in the same room, it drives him crazy. I've done it while we're in the same car. I sent him the view he was looking at while we were in the same car, and he nearly blew a gasket. Well, ladies and gentlemen, right before we returned from break, I received the Snapchat from Drew, and Drew, I'm going to open it. I have a feeling it's going to be the view I'm staring at. Yes, it is. The Snap says, my office today, which is the view I'm looking at. Because you're in the same office, because we're friends. By the way, it's a great view. We're looking over the ninth hole. That's right. Oh, hold on. He's lighting up a putt. Let's watch. It looks like it looks like he's probably going to miss. Oh yeah, totally going to miss. Totally missed. Amateur. 
<laughs> All right, we just heckled this guy. We just heckled the poor guy. I'm All sorry. right, we're also having some fun because in addition to the free golf we get to watch, we have the NBA Finals to look forward to tonight. Well, don't forget, if people want to come out here and play some golf, they can get the mobile app Meadows GVSU. It's got course information, GPS, interactive yardage book, and so much more. Big thank you to Terry, Don, and Chris who helped make today's show possible. That's right. Thank you, Fongers, for rewarding me for thanking people who help us. You say that as though I'm a jerk because I didn't thank them. You. I am also thankful for the work that they put in. Wow. Way to ride my coattails, James. <laughs> all I've been doing for a year and a half. Anyway, <laughs> NBA Finals, they begin tonight, and we've been embarking on a journey, Drew, myself, you the listener, to achieve radio greatness. Often. We've had the conversation about the NBA Finals, and it devolves into, did you know LeBron's chasing Jordan? Do you know how many championships Jordan had? And it becomes this battle of, is LeBron the GOAT? Will he be the GOAT? How great was Jordan? NBA 90s versus NBA now. And I don't want to do that. We will put that on hold. We will do that another day. We have legitimate basketball to talk about. Game 1 is tonight. I'm sure we're going to talk legitimate basketball tomorrow. Full reaction to Game 1 tonight. But we're giving you a chance to chime in right now before the series. Who do you have winning? How many games? And what swings the series? 866-314-9696. Numbers 866-314-9696. I think you have to look at Golden State and say their best lineup is playing small. When they play small, they cannot keep LeBron out of the paint. LeBron has better shooters around him this year than he has the last two years, and that will allow Cleveland to win this series. I'm picking the Cavs in seven because I respect what Golden State's done. That's a hell of a team. They added Kevin Durant. They're going to play Cleveland as tight as anybody can. Well, they added Kevin Durant and managed to not completely gut their team, which is why I'm taking Warriors in five. What Jim fails to talk about is that last year during the finals when they would go small ball, they didn't have anyone on the floor the length of Kevin Durant. They didn't have anyone with his wingspan. They didn't have anyone who can... By the way, and it's one of the underrated things about Kevin Durant that doesn't get talked about much, his shot-blocking ability. He can get up and block shots when that is what he's doing. This is the kind of monster that Kevin Durant is. Is whatever you need him to do, that's what he's going to do. And I think when they go small ball, you'll see Kevin Durant not only hold his own on the defensive end of the floor, but abuse whoever the Cavs try to put on him. It's going to put more stress on the Cavs with Durant this time around because when you go small, I'm assuming Cleveland's best defensive lineup is going to be Tristan Thompson at center, LeBron at power forward. And they're going to put Tristan Thompson on Draymond, and they're going to put LeBron on Kevin Durant. Which is a mismatch all day long for Draymond. It, you know it is. On the offensive end, he can run circles around Tristan Thompson. But again, if I'm Cleveland, I say the, the best chance you got in that situation is Draymond in space, and I'll take Draymond shooting some threes. He's a good three-point shooter, but he's not Kevin Durant. He's not Clay Thompson. He's not Steph Curry. i got to pick my poison. I, I think that's what they do. And then you go, you put it on Draymond to score 25. And I think ultimately he won't do that night in and night out. And I oh. think. Really? You know what the worst thing that you can do? Is doubt Draymond Green. Ah, no. Spartans will. Hold on. It's underestimate Draymond Green, which is what the entire NBA did, which is how he ended up in Golden State. Come on, son. Be better. Or Cleveland goes incredibly small and plays LeBron at center. 
puts LeBron. St- would you still have LeBron on Durant at that point? I think you still do. I don't, I don't know who else. Who else do you put on Durant? Here's a great question for you. You're Cleveland. Yeah. Who are you putting on Durant that's not named LeBron or when LeBron doesn't play? Well, let's run it through. I mean, well, you're, you're not going to put Kevin Love on him. No. Kevin Love wears cement shoes. Cement shoe 02 from Nike. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put Tristan Thompson on him. Tristan Thompson is just slightly faster than Kevin Love, which is just slightly faster than my fat ass. You can't do Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson's older than dirt. Maybe it's Amon Shumpert or... Shumpert, who's a foot shorter than J- him? J.R. Smith. I mean, these are the only other options. I mean, J.R. Smith, who's going to get frustrated and end up in foul trouble, and you need him. You can't do Channing Fry. I mean, that's going to be a very, very interesting thing tonight. Who is on Kevin Durant? Who guards Kevin Durant besides LeBron? Because if LeBron ends up in foul trouble, which could happen, then what are you going to do? What? I think it falls to Richard Jefferson, as ridiculous as this is. I mean, and what, Durant still got a solid four inches on Jefferson? Yeah, Jefferson's what, 6'8"? Yeah. yeah. 6'7 is what he's listed at, so... So he's six, and, and, six. And Kevin Durant is not listed at seven feet tall, but he's taller than when he entered the league, and he he measured in at six ten. Yeah. So I mean, Kevin Durant is is basically. I mean, I, I go by the height that he tells women that he is. So. But he said he lies to him. Yeah. Remember, he said he's really seven foot, but he lies to women and says he's shorter. So it's less intimidating. Yeah. So it's less intimidating. Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. That's eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. We are live at the Meadows out here at GVSU. Uh, talking NBA Finals. We're just talking basketball. No legacy. No, no. What's well? Who's going to have what to win and lose? Blah. No, no. We're talking basketball. Mike in Rockford is on the line. Mike, what's up? Thanks for calling, Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Yeah, thanks for getting me on. Quick. Uh, first thing, if LeBron wins, he's better than Michael Jordan, flat out. And second thing, the guy who said Draymond Green is going to win Finals MVP—that's a joke. You can't win Finals MVP averaging ten points a game. It won't happen. Can't happen. Third thing. What I'm looking forward to is the Cavs, like, people think they're just, like, this inferior being to the Warriors who can't play small ball, can't shoot. The Cavs on any given night. Wait a minute, wait, Mike, 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 pause. Did you just say the Warriors can't shoot? No, no. No. You're saying people I'm say saying the, Cavs the Cavs can't. Oh, okay, I just wanted to clarify. I just no, wanted to make no, sure you weren't drunk. But everybody says, oh, the Warriors, they invented small ball. They'll just run all over the Cavs. They'll small ball, shoot three. No, the Cavs can do that. They they can shoot as good or better than the Warriors on any given night. Like it's it's I don't get why people just think the Warriors are just offensively just going to run circles around the Cavs because the Cavs can do the same exact thing. I mean, to a certain extent, you're not wrong, but I don't know that the Cavs have as many explosive scorers available as the Warriors have. Does that make sense? I I think it's the Warriors' depth which is leading people to say, hey. This could be over sooner than later. Well, let me give let me give some credence to the call here. Cleveland leads the playoffs in three point percentage. They're shooting thirty four or forty four percent from three. What's Golden State two? Golden State's fourth. Oh. at thirty nine percent from three. Now I agree with you on on this sense. More Warriors can create their own threes. Yes, look at it like that. And again, I'm I think Cleveland's going to win. But let me just make this point so it doesn't get lost in translation. Steph can create his own three. Klay Thompson can create his own three. You know Durant can create his own three. On Cleveland, Kyrie and LeBron can create their own three. That's it. That's really it, yeah. Uh, Love it. has to shoot him from the corner when he mm-hmm. gets it. He's a, he's a catch-and-shoot. Corver mm-hmm. is a catch-and-shoot, but not just in the corner. It's anywhere beyond the arc or slightly inside of it. But I think what's different from last year is the Cavs' three-point shooting depth 
is far greater than it was last year. That's it's not just J.R. Smith, right? J.R. Smith and Channing Frye. No, now you have more options. Right. And I think Corver's at the forefront. It, it seems so crazy to me that, like, the eighth man on their team means so much, but it allows them to have less nights where they're cold. Look, once you get into the finals, the eighth man matters. You've played an 82-game season. You've now played 12 or 13 playoff games. Mm-hmm. You're looking at nearly 100 basketball games you've played already. Well, unless you're LeBron, like, 70. But... This is as rested as LeBron has ever been for an NBA Finals. That's absolutely true. This this is the most rested LeBron has ever been, which is wh- which was why he was so criticized during the season for doing it. But he's gearing up. He wants this title badly. He wants to win, you know, the rubber match, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what's so great is we. It, this is basically a finals within the finals. This is a best of seven to settle the best two out of three, which is nuts to think about. Here's the other crazy thing. I know it's looking ahead. This could be a, f- a four in a row, five in a row. Well, there was, I think it was first take uh, yesterday was doing, I mean, could the Warriors be in the finals for the next 10 years? Now, I know that's first take, so it's got to be the hottest take possible. But could they be in the finals for the next four years? Uh, yeah, I think you could see five in a row because nobody challenges LeBron in the East. He's put separation there. And we just watched the Warriors sweep everybody. None of the series were close. None of them were competitive. Right. And, and the and West if, is about to change in this offseason. If Durant signs long-term, they lock up Steph and Clay. They already have Draymond on a long-term deal. Yeah, and I don't see a reason to leave. Unless, well, why would you leave? It's a great, like, why would you leave? If you're Durant, why would you leave? Or Steph or Clay. Touches? Uh, you want more t- shots? T- you, want, you want to be the man? You want to get swept? Right. I you mean, that's the thing. <laughs> you want to go get swept somewhere else? Right. Well, if Kerr doesn't come back, I think that changes a lot of this. These guys loved playing for Steve Kerr. And if you're Mike Brown and you end up being the head coach of this team, are you just going to run Steve Kerr's offense? Are you just going to run Steve Kerr's system? Or are you going to implement your own system? You know, it's funny. No one talks about this. Mike Brown used to be the Cleveland Cavaliers coach. Oh, no. This, the, there's, this, this talk started today. I started seeing this on social media okay. today. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't even mean the first iteration. The second time Mike Brown was the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, do you remember the offense he wanted to run? The Princeton offense. Yeah. He wanted to run this throwback college offense. Got laughed at, thrown out, fired. Yep. And now he's coaching the Warriors in the NBA Finals against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Using the Steve Kerr system of let him shoot. I'm fairly sure that's Steve Kerr's entire offensive game plan is going to let him shoot. 866-314-9696. NBA Finals begin tonight, game one, 8 o'clock coverage, 9 p.m. tip-off on ESPN 961 in uh, West Michigan. What are you looking forward to tonight? Because we don't want to do MJ v. LeBron. We want to talk basketball if you want to call in 866-314-9696. While we're waiting on some callers, Jim, we've been kind of discussing this back and forth all Mm -hmm, day. mm -hmm. We're out here at the Meadows at GVSU, right? Mm -hmm. Neither you nor I are really golfers. That's true. And we were talking with uh, GVSU AD Carrie Becker about how she'd probably smoke both of us on the course, right? Now, I said we go putt-putt, different story. Right, Uh, and she said just get to the green, right? (laughs) But. I want the windmill. I want the clown you want the face. Win- right, right, right. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you own a set of golf clubs? I don't. I Last don't time I really played golf seriously was like middle school. Yeah. So here's my question. Cause I, and, and, and you guys feel free to tweet this one at us. This seems like a Twitter question. Right? We're posted on Facebook. Greg, Drew, and Jim, ESPN 961, 1130 WDFN. How old are you before you have to own a set of golf clubs? 
Because I think there's an age where you have to own golf clubs. Right? What, what if you just don't golf? No, I don't think that's an That's option. not a choice. People do. We're getting some weird looks from people. Yeah, like, wait, wait a minute. minute. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. You guys are sports show hosts and you don't own you golf don't clubs? Golf? Oh, my God. Look, man, people don't invite us to golf. This is the golfiest thing I do all year, okay? The, yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim not saying 13. 13. We should have owned golf clubs. Yeah. Well, you know. Here's the thing. Golf's expensive. 13, I was being paid to carry other people's golf clubs. Most people were bad at golf. I hated those people. No, hold on, hold on. Most people were bad at golf and it's expensive. So I'm paying a lot of money to look like a fool over and over again. Yeah. Okay. It's, just it's, just want to make sure I get the summary of what I'm missing out it's on. It's like the inverse of work where we, we pay you a bunch of money to look like look a like fool. Look like a fool. Yeah. It's the better way to go. It's the inverse. Yeah, yeah. Should have, I should have stuck to carrier Caddy. bags. I couldn't be making some money off this golf thing. 866-314-9696. Producer Chris in Detroit says it's not about golfing, it's about drinking. Which kind of makes sense because we've seen that beer cart more than we've seen people playing golf. I mean, here's the thing. You can drink without golfing. I don't know if people are aware of this. It's a thing. I'm going to let everybody in on a secret. You can drink without golf. Do you know that, Drew? No. Yeah. What? Drew's like, I've been doing it wrong all my but life. Here, here's the thing, right? You, you've, been, you've been in West Michigan for a couple years now, right? Yeah. And what are you, are you Snapchatting while we're doing a show? I'm sending you a snap and everybody else a snap of, I hate you of so the much. rock star I want you to drinks that Drew is going to consume and ruin to, our show. I want you to understand how much I hate you. Unacceptable! Thank you, Fongers. Um, <laughs> now you, you, th- you completely threw me off. You've completely thrown me <laughs> no, off. No, tell me about your golf clubs. I don't remember what I was going to say. I've completely forgotten. Oh, that you can drink when you're not Oh, well, you, well, you've been in West Michigan for almost two full years now, right? Year and a half, yeah. What does everyone love doing in West Michigan? Drinking. Drinking where? At breweries. Outside. Yes. You've texted me multiple weekends. Yes, like, like where are some places with outside seating? Right? Yeah. What is the ultimate long-term outside drinking? It's golf. golf. It's golf. It's, it's four freaking hours of being outside drinking. And no waitress going, um, so are you guys leaving? Can I clear your table? No. And you get to drive around on a golf cart while you're doing it. We were talking about hijacking this Fox Motors golf cart that's right in front of us. It's all lakered out. How fast do you think it can go? Uh, Well, which one of us is on it? I I think it goes the same speed. I don't believe that. I think it goes slower when my fat ass is on there. (laughs) I wasn't going to make that joke. It's not a joke. It's a scientific fact. Fat man slows down vehicle. Not breaking news, James. You went to college. I bet it goes fastest when Matt Mitchell is on it. We'll talk to the Grand Valley State head football coach when Segway! we come back. I'm yeah, really good at this. It's like it's my job. We'll do it when we come back. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim, minus Greg. He's actually with his kids at a summer camp. Someone's entrusted their children in Greg's care. Pray for the children. Pray for Mojo. Those poor kids. So we're hanging out at the Meadows. GVSU golf outing. And I've been looking forward to this all day. Matt Mitchell joins us, head football coach of the Lakers. You call in the show whenever you hear something you like. We love having you on. Yeah, I appreciate it. I listen to 96.1 a lot. Um, you know, I have time. I'm usually on the ride home or if I'm out recruiting, I get you guys. I enjoy your show. It's good stuff. Thanks. You no guys problem. you guys got a whole bunch of players coming back this this fall. Yeah, we do. We got a lot of uh statistical leaders coming back, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We have a running back Martavius Carter who led the nation in rushing last year is back for his junior campaign. Bart Williams, um, who you know cut his touchdown passes down because we had a good running back uh, behind him, but also cut his interceptions in half, is coming back for his junior year. 
And then uh, Nick Dotson, our leading receiver last year, is coming back. So we have some statistical guys there. We have a little bit, a few more pieces of the puzzle to replace defensively. Um, we had a few guys on that side that are fortunate to have some opportunities with some NFL teams and are continuing to, you know, chase that dream. So we've got some, you know, got guys we've got to replace in the front seven. But you know what? That's college football, dude. You're going to graduate some guys. You got to replace them. No secret. High expectations for you guys. Oh, all the time. Seasons, yeah. I'm seeing top five, and you got half the team are, are being looked at on these award lists. Yeah, we we always have high expectations out here. I think regardless of where we're at, I try to keep our, you know, make sure we're we're understanding those preseason rankings are uh, don't mean anything. That that you know, twenty five cents gets you a cup of coffee out here at the Meadows. Um, but <laughs> that those things are nice. I think they're we're, we have a few preseason D two polls because they're none of these guys writing these articles watch any tape. They just go off of the records. You know, they don't know who's coming back or anything. It's kind of almost like a, a an award for your team that uh, what they did in 2016, and so it's nice to get those awards. But man, there's so much work we got to do uh, before we head into the first game. Well, I think a lot of those lists, and I mean, I I'm a college football nut. I went out and bought preseason magazines the other day just to get a familiarity with some of the teams. But I think one of the traps we fall into is who's got a lot of returning starters. Sure, right? It goes, oh, they're bringing back their defense, or they're bringing back all five offensive linemen. My thing is, are you bringing back good players? Yeah. Or are you losing bad players and maybe bringing in the next wave of better players? So I, I think we fall into that trap of returning starters. 100%. If you're bringing back, uh, you know, 15 returning stars but your team stinks, then who cares? Right. You know, like, it doesn't matter. If those guys were good, they're statistically made plays, then it's probably a relevant stat. But that number in general, I agree with you, it's way overblown, especially when you're looking at, you know, uh, like I said, at our level, there's not people going in and breaking down the tape to the extent that they are at the Power 5 schools, Big 10, things like that. Well, I love your your take of the preseason polls mean nothing sure. because that's exactly what your AD, Carrie Becker, said <laughs> when she was on with us earlier. What's it like working with Carrie, man? She seems like she is understanding, she gets what's going on, and that she knows your program and has a lot of faith and belief in what you guys are doing. Well, you know, I, I said a couple things in regards to what I've, I've said all along. Is First of all, this isn't my first year working with Carrie. She was an assistant AD, and, and uh, we had a very close relationship because of her role within our athletic department leading up to her hire. And then uh, second thing, I'm familiar with um, taking over for some very successful people, and uh, one Brian <laughs> yeah. Kelly and Chuck Martin. And so uh, we do have that commonality that she's, uh, you know, taken over for a person that was here and put a uh, uh, definitely a brand on Grand Valley Athletics. But it's also nice to have uh, change, uh, too, and no disrespect to Tim. But, um, you know, changing things up and keeping things fresh I think is important. A lot of times you get into ruts when you have success. And I think it's once in a while um, change can be a good thing. We underwent some change with our football program and have done some things, and I think that's the same thing you see a little bit with our athletic department. So, um, obviously, it's good when you have a first-time AD and you go 12-1. and one. That yeah. usually, you know, <laughs> you get yourself off to a good start. So, obviously, uh, how how our relationship goes, I'm not an idiot. We'll be depending on how things go out there on Lever Stadium on Saturdays at 7. So, uh, but, you know, hey, great start. So, let's keep it going. One of the things uh, Kerry talks to us about is that you guys have been able to hire a, a nutritionist, a dietitian type thing to help the guys out. How important is it to have these guys eating right? Because Jim yells at me all the time about my body as a temple, and while you're talking, I'm going to sip on this rock star. <laughs> I, we, we could devote a three-hour call-in segment to uh, recovery. And uh, we talk about in our program there's kind of three three pillars of recovery, nutrition, hydration, and sleep. I mean, a lot of our guys, these cell phones are absolutely killing their sleep patterns. And so, um, you know, I, I think our injuries have greatly reduced. You know, at Division Two. The past two years, we've played 28 games. Go out and find the number of Division One teams that have played 28 games. And when you're getting into the playoffs, you got to have your horses out there. And a lot of that has to do with keeping those guys fresh. And so all these things play a factor in it. The strength and conditioning, the rest, you know, the athletic training and nutrition is a big piece of that. And we're different at D2 than the other places. When you go to Notre Dame, I've been there. 
They shove food in their mouth. They have training tables. There's no option as to what you eat if you're at one of those Power 5 places. Here, we don't have those resources, which is fine. So a lot of stuff that we have to do is education, educate, 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 and hopefully the the kids make great decisions, which probably in some respects sets them up better for long term, but that's another segue I could get off on. But um, So it's been good. I mean, we're, we're always trying to push and grow and trying to find other ways to stay competitively great and recruiting. Um, it certainly helps when you can tell student athletes, hey, we've got a, a person that we're uh, as a liaison with our athletic department that can help with nutrition, and that's going to help you stay healthy. You mentioned recruiting, and we love to, to run by college football thoughts with you. Early signing period, the implication that it will have on high school kids and, and even to the, the D1 and D2 schools. What's so crazy to me is that the American Football Coach Association came out and said that coaches were in support of it, and you're hearing every one of these coaches now when you read SEC media days all hate it. Um, I don't. I don't think it's it's good to accelerate the official visit timeline. Um, I think it's. We just talked about this off air. I think you're going kid, to take kids official visits in the spring. They're going to not run track. They're going to not do baseball because they're going all over the country on the weekends taking official visits. They're going to pull out multi-sports. And then what's really going to hurt is at some point I think a kid's going to take an official visit, commit, and they're not going to play their senior year of football. And um, that that's not good for our game. And it's it's definitely not good for um, you know sports sports at the high school level too. So um, it also, you know, like what, and I don't care about like D1 coaches. Those guys get paid so much. Some of those guys are complaining about having to work in the month of June. I suck it up. You're making millions of dollars. Right. Okay. Yes. So the, that whole thing about like, well, we got to work more like, well, okay, then you can, you can walk away. Like you don't have to, right. you have to be a college football coach. You don't have to be coach. competitive. No, right. Yeah. Right. You could not do that, you know, and, and, and forfeit your paycheck. So that whole argument, I don't, that's dumb. But the, the I do think it's, I don't know, it's hard for, it's not great for parents. It's not good for you know, people, and I don't think moving it back to April was the right idea. I think some kind of balance, like it used to be December 1st, we punched it back to April. I think there's some type of balance that has to be reached in that thing, and um, I just don't know it's that's going to be good for kids heading into their senior years. Well, and, and we see this with NFL draft, NBA draft, the team you land on, is there a good fit? I, I don't know about some of the fits in some of these cases. If you're pressuring someone to make a decision, maybe they sign somewhere, and then they get lost in the shuffle when, when bigger kids commit down the line, or, or you end up going somewhere you settle for somewhere small and maybe you could have gone somewhere bigger because it's accelerated. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think that's going to be a factor. I think the really interesting thing that will be interesting for all of us to watch you guys, especially let's say a kid uh, signs early in their assigned period and they decide to fire the coach after the signing period. That really hasn't happened before because most of the time the coaches are hired and fired previous signing day. Are they going to, is the, is the letter of intent association going to let the kid out of the NLI if his coach has been fired? I think that's going to be something that's going to get big. And if that happens, then you start to open the floodgates to how binding is the NLI. We're going to start letting kids out for this reason. What else are you going to potentially let them out with? And then you start to get to the point where potentially that early signing period, you know, is just going to be defunct. Like it's not going to have any value because you're able to get back out of your NLI. So I think there's going to be a lot of things that maybe some people didn't think about start to come up. One of the other big things throughout the landscape of college football is camps. What are the Lakers up to this summer? Uh, we got a lot of big camps. Uh, we got a big camp coming up um, next weekend, and we've got some other one-day camps. So I actually think that's something that probably the NCAA got right, uh, my opinion. I think uh, it was a good move to move all camps to NCAA campuses. I think that's good for kids. When you start having uh, you know camps at, at high schools and you start having camps out in the middle of cow pastures, you start to worry about you know, what are the medical services there. You know, There's a lot of things that come into that. So right. I was upset know, they canceled the camp in my backyard. Yeah, well, Harbaugh was probably <laughs> wanting to have one in your backyard. He you actually know? booked it. Yeah, he was going to cancel but not himself so he had to get that so and so i think having them on ncaa campuses is a good thing and not just wherever you know we could potentially have them i also think to kind of slow down uh, some of the madness too with stretching kids too thins with camps was putting the rule that a staff can only be at 10 you know so michigan has to pick and choose we're gonna have 10 camps i'm assuming most of those are going to be on their campus because they want a kid gets campus that's a good thing yeah you know that that we're able to kind of do that and especially now 
in conjunction. The flip side of it is because they're taking official visits, you don't feel like campus is a big of an evaluation maybe of, of some of the stuff that's happened. So that was one thing I think that probably married and got right and returned in regards to some of the other stuff they did with recruiting. Well, when you've got a great campus like Michigan, like Grand Valley has, that you want the kids to come out and see it. You want them to be able to experience more time on the campus, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, that that's one thing. We, we don't do, like, satellite camps. And, again, we're Division two. I get it. But we don't do satellite camps at Grand Valley because I have a great product here. I mean, you, you look around when you take a look at, um, you know, $2 million scoreboard. We've led the nation to tenants the past five years. Everything they have. I want kids on this campus. Um, so I'm not going to go to other uh, do other satellite camps and, and those type of things. That's my decision. Other places may be different how they do things, but we want kids on campus. And I would think that most of the people that are proud of their brand and, are, and don't have to try to go to see kids want kids to come to their campus to spend time on their campus around their people. We're talking with Grand Valley State head football coach Matt Mitchell, and we make this mistake a lot. We bring someone on, and we just ask them over and over about football, football, football. You're a sports fan. NBA Finals begin tonight. you have any thoughts? Uh, I love the NBA. I really do. Like, unlike the – uh, baseball, which I can't handle because you play 162 games, and I don't know if they mean anything uh, at this point in time. There we go. Thank you know, you. Too many games, too many games, worthless, meaningless games. But I enjoy the NBA, especially like watching great athletes. There's going to be some good matchups. So, um, you know, I, it's interesting tonight. Uh, man, the two X factors for me are, you know, is Draymond Green going to just, you know, be, you know, what is he doing type night or wow, look at him. Yeah. And I also sometimes have that feeling with Kevin Love. Like there's sometimes you watch Kevin Love and it's like, man, this guy is really good. And there's other times you don't see him. Like I feel as if he disappears. I think the difference is sometimes Draymond does some stuff that may potentially, and I'm probably get Spartan fans mad at me, but does stuff that potentially hurts his team. I don't know. How if, dare you? No, Ke- I don't know I'm if I'm Kevin Love does anything to hurt his team, but there's times where that guy should be a dominant that he just kind of disappears. And so to me, that's kind of like the matchup. Like, you know, LeBron's going to get his, Steph's going to get his, Kyrie's been playing extremely extremely well in the playoffs yeah. i've been impressed with his play what's that green love thing gonna look like and probably's gonna kind of you know give you an, uh, an indication how things going down wait you're telling me kevin love didn't get suspended from an nba finals game <laughs> last year <laughs> oh that was up. just draymond oh, oh you're yeah. so funny you're yeah. so funny Joe. yeah but you know what sometimes maybe you want a little of that right you know what i mean instead of like kevin love sometimes it feels passive very kevin passive love very passive like at toast. times yeah he feels it's like just like toast occasionally where it's, it's like Toast is good, yeah, but it, I'm not excited about toast. Yeah, at least like there's some edge with Draymond, and sometimes it probably frustrates you. But you, you know he's all in. There's no question, and you know he's all in. So I think it'll be interesting. I saw for entertainment purposes what what the people in Vegas put on it, and I felt it was maybe a little bit eccentric. So I'm going probably with the Cavs tonight and kind of see. It. I just one of those things. I think that. You know, LeBron, I just kind of just going to go beast mode, and Kyrie's going to be shaking guys up, and I just got a feel. It's just a feel. Yeah, well, that's Coach Mitch, his feel on the NBA Finals tonight. His feel, of course, that he's got a good football team heading into next season. We'll see more about that this summer. We'll catch up with you again this fall. And, uh, Coach, best of luck, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. Glad you've kept the beard, by no, the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking it. That's right. All right. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to have some fun because today is a little-known holiday. Say something nice day. It's been hard to do that with Detroit sports teams. We're going to give it our best go when we come back. It's also hard to do that when you wake up in your Jim Costa. Oh, you're so kind. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. <laughs> you have no idea how fun this is going to be. Listen, I'm normally not a big fan of these random little holidays that come up out of nowhere. No way. Jim's not a fan of fun and randomness? Uh, like, oh, it's National <laughs> Cheese Pizza Day. Fantastic. It's National... Uh, marsupial day i don't care today is say something nice day also known as a day i'm not allowed to talk it's generally i i didn't know if you'd be able to do the show today uh but it's funny because say something nice day would normally be easy with all the sports that we have in this fine state 
this particular year, eh, not so much. I do want to give it an honest effort. So with Detroit sports teams, we're going to ask you to say something nice. You've got the Lions and the Tigers and the Pistons and the Red Wings. And we're going to ask that you try really hard. Say something nice. Say something nice day. 866-314-9696. This could be really fun on social media, too. This could also be one of the worst topics we've ever done. I don't know. At Greg Drew and Jim on Twitter, Facebook, Greg Drew and Jim. Drew, I have a whole bunch. Do you want to start, though? I would love to start. So an example for Say Something Nice Day would be like uh, the Detroit Tigers have a lot of beer selections at the games. That's really nice. I like that a lot. Or uh, the Lions' new uniforms look really good. They, they look like they'll be really good uniforms. Like for the Tigers. Brad Ausmus looks like he's probably a good surfer. Check out the big brain on Brad. That's saying something nice, right? Trevor, Trevor's already chiming in. Brad Ausmus is really handsome. Right. Like that's saying something he's nice, very good right? Looking. He's an attractive young man. Co-America Park's a nice place to go and see a game. You realize you don't have to have the word nice in there for it to work, right? I know you're not used to saying nice things. Okay. You're, you, this is new for you. But, you know, say something nice day. 866-314-9696. That's 866 314 96 96 Nick Castellanos is making some hard contact <laughs> Stan Van Gundy's mustache is full and bushy Stan Van Gundy saved a rescue dog He did that was very nice That was nice of him See we're finding the positive in Detroit sports <laughs> say something nice This is this is one of those segments that we could never do if Greg was here We couldn't do this with Greg and you know it How about this for the Red Wings Yeah the Griffins are in the Calder Cup final <laughs> Only, the only nice thing you can say about the Red Wings is that their AHL affiliate is in the Calder Cup Finals. They have a rich and storied history. <laughs> I, I look forward to Little Caesars Arena. Riley Sheehan scored a goal last season. <laughs> look how nice I am. You're the you're the nice two goals, That's two in one game. He scored two goals. That's my right. goodness, my gracious. Um. Uh, gosh, now I'm running out of nice things to say already. <laughs> Listen, they're not giving you a lot to work with. That's the point. But we're trying to say nice things. We really are. Andre Drummond can grow impressive shoulder hair. What? Have you seen him when he's, he's he just lets I, it get gnarly? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm afraid and I need an adult. The Pistons are not the Brooklyn Nets. That, I don't know if that's, hold on. I don't know if that They're counts. They're better than the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, that counts. I was going to say, I was going to almost ask Fongers for a ruling. but Hey, can I get explained that one? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the point, though. Think about our Detroit sports teams. Right now. Pistons, missed the playoffs. Red Wings, missed the playoffs. Tigers. Going to miss the playoffs. Going to miss the playoffs. Probably sell everybody off at the end of June. Could fire Brad Ausmus any day now. Lions? That's, they, they, see, that's hopeful talk. Yeah. I, <laughs> that would be really nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then you got the Lions, who, yes, they made the playoffs last season, but they did it by backing in. They lost the playoff game, and Jim Caldwell is still your head coach. So there's not a lot of nice things to say, so we're asking you guys to dig a little deeper. Have some fun with us. 866-314-9696. Say something nice about Detroit sports. Because we get ripped for that all the time, right? You guys are so negative. I'm sorry, have you watched them play? Have you seen sports? (laughs) Hi, are you new? Have you been here before? It's nice to meet you. I'm Drew, that's Jim. Uh, 
K-Rod is great at putting balls in the stands for fans. That's from Trevor. I like that. K-Rod is really great at giving away free baseballs. Souvenirs. Yeah. Crazy no, memories. the balls. I like the balls. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Paws is a stand-up guy. Paws seems like a really nice tiger. Mm -hmm. He's my tiger this year. Tyler Collins is no longer on the team. That is a nice thing about the Tigers. America's sweetheart now looking for a job. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Lions have made some really good off-season moves, Jim. The Lions made some really – the Lions signed impressive offensive linemen. They've made some very intelligent decisions as a franchise. Scott on Twitter says, Jim has a very nice way of giving backhanded compliments. This is my segment. Scott, we call those gimplements around here. They're called gimplements. Do you want to give an example of a gimplement? Drew, you're smarter than that. Yeah. Uh, he likes Drew, to I'm sorry I believed in you. You're not that dumb as a favorite of Jim's. Um... 866-314-9696. It's 866-314-9696. Say something nice, Day. We're trying to say some nice things about Detroit's sport franchises, which have not given us a whole lot of nice things to say. Do we want to expand this to college? Yeah, sure. You want to add? Oh, yeah, Michigan State's probably got a lot of uh, ammunition for you. Why are you like this? Central Michigan is an accredited university. Michigan State didn't have anybody accused of sexual assault from their football team today. No one quit Central's coaching staff to go work for a smaller school today. Today. This is fun. This is terrible. I told you, this will either be the most fun we've had in a long time, or it'll be the worst segment we've ever done. Mm -hmm. It's leaning towards the second. Oh, come on. I guess you just don't have creative people in the audience. I'm having a good time with it. Are you heckling the audience now? I am heckling the audience. I'm asking. Give me your best shot here. Say something nice about Detroit sports. Say something nice day is what's going on. You could say Jim Caldwell is non-offensive. That's accurate. That's accurate. I think that's nice, right? Jim Caldwell has a pulse. I think. Can you confirm that? Can we that? confirm that? I Can love Jim Caldwell. That? There it is. Martha does. Um, Matt Stafford looks great wearing his hat forwards. Matt Stafford has two beautiful daughters. He does. Matt Stafford's wife has Instagram. I see. I don't know if that's a nice thing. Is it? No. I feel like, you know, promoting her Instagram is nice yeah. for her. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um. The Lions cheerleaders are very talented. The Lions have cheerleaders. That's true. <laughs> they have cheerleaders. Why will you not give credit where credit is due? I'm just saying that's a, that's an improvement from last year, right? That's say something nice. Okay. It's been All a right. whole year. That's something good. I mean, let, let's count our blessings, Drew. <laughs> One, two, a two. That was it. It was, it was a good count. It's a good effort from everybody <laughs> all around. Uh, we could also go with things like, the Detroit Tigers show up to their games. Mm -hmm. They're there so the other team can beat them. That's that's true. That's true. They've given a lot of young pitchers a great start. Boz on Twitter says, Jim Caldwell's face has made me laugh many times. It's been a source of much joy. 
say something nice day. 866-314-9696. I think the Lions have given us the most in the last year. For say something nice day or just? Uh, just in general. Okay. I think they've provided us with the most. They were the most giving in the last year. 866-314-9696. It's 866-314-9696. Taylor in Martin is on the line. Taylor, what's going on? Thanks for calling Greg, Big Drew, and Jim on Say Something Nice Day. Hey, guys. I just wanted to call and say something nice. It's uh, was a uh, topic you guys were talking about not too long ago, kind of feud between you there. Uh, Eric Ebron has only improved since he started playing for the Lions. That is nice and accurate. It's true. True. Nice and accurate, Taylor. We appreciate that. We appreciate you as a caller on Say Something Nice Day. 866-314-9696. These are fairly sarcastic if you guys aren't catching on. Mm-hmm. Justin Verlander is really good at dating supermodels. He is. That's You know what? That's something nice you can say about the Tigers. He is the best at dating supermodels. Uh, we could also go with Brad Osmus makes really great excuses. He does. Makes the best excuses. <laughs> what? It's so mean. It's not mean. It's accurate. Mm-hmm. He makes the best excuses for his players. He does. He's fantastic at excuse making. Victor Martinez does a great impression of a potato. Justin Wilson. <laughs> yes. Good reliever. What, what was this? something nice? You're giving me nothing to I'm work with you, here. Nothing, nothing. you are giving me literally nothing. No, here. and this is the mistake you are making, and this is the mistake people make all year long. Detroit sports are giving you nothing. Detroit sports are giving you nothing. And here comes the heel turn. That's not a heel turn. We, we've been doing this show. And we talk about all the teams, and some would argue, yeah, it's probably better for radio and fan outrage when the team struggles. But the problem with Detroit sports teams right now is they've wallowed in apathy, right? We tried to talk Tigers on this show this week, last week, week before that. People just aren't having it. They're not any good right now, and they're not going anywhere. Same thing with the Pistons. They want to potentially trade the 12th pick so that they can get a player to help them win now. Win what now? Get the 8th seed, the 7th seed, get bounced in the first round. These teams are stuck in the middle. They're giving you very little to work with. The Red Wings, the streak was finally snapped. Ken Holland wants to get back in next year so they can get bounced in the first five of the last six years. The teams are giving you very little. That's what this comes back to. All the sarcastic points, say something nice day, it comes back to this same point. You're getting very little from your teams right now. 866-314-9696. Jim couldn't make it yet. Trevor, Jim tried as long as he could, but now the real Jim shows up. So instead of letting Jim talk, we're going to go to the phones. 866-314-9696. Ryan in Jenison is on the line. Ryan, what's up? Thanks for calling Greg, Big Drew, and Jim on Say Something Nice Day. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday, gentlemen. Afternoon, I will continue to uh, keep the the positiveness flowing. Um With the lack of victories with our combined Detroit sports teams, we're looking forward to perhaps a decrease in ticket prices. So that's my uh, positive note on the whole thing. There we go. Ryan, see, look on the sunny side of life, right? If they're going to be crappy teams, at least you won't have to pay as much to see them. 
Dave in Plainwell is up on Say Something Nice Day. We're going to say something nice about Detroit sports here on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Dave, what's going on? Hey, gentlemen, how's everything going with you? It's going great. We're at a beautiful golf course on a sunshiny day. The temperature is just about perfect. And if I weren't sitting next to Jim, it'd be a great day. How are you, Dave? <laughs> Doing well. Hey, I've got two uh, nice things to say. Okay. Uh, uh, first for the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers' best view from the top is on their Ferris wheel. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> And for the Pistons, Ish Smith did a smart thing by censoring his first name. (laughs) Dave! Yes! Those are both really good. Those are phenomenal. It's Say Something Nice Day, and we want you guys to try and say something nice about Detroit sports or Detroit sports teams. For example, you could even say, you know what? Detroit's a great town to go see a game in. If you want your tires stolen while you're parked. Uh, Dan in GR is on the line at 866-314-9696. Dan, what's going on? It's Say Something Nice segment on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim because I couldn't get Jim to commit to a whole day. (laughs) Yeah, I got some love to throw uh, the Detroit Pistons, my favorite team. Yeah, let's hear it. That Drummond's free throw percentage did increase last year from 35% to 38%. (laughs) Well, you got any more? Always looking on the bright side, yeah. No, all right. Well, uh, we could also go with Stan Van Gundy uh, managed to keep the whole team this year, right? No one moved. That's true. We the whole they all stayed together. That's always nice with your friends. (laughs) It is say something nice, Dan. We're having a little bit of fun. You want to call in, throw out something nice, quote unquote about Detroit sports. You can even say something actually nice if you want to. Like, uh, you know what? Jim, Marvin Jones will have a chance to play the whole season next year instead of just the first four games. That's nice, right? Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JR on Twitter says, Greg has done a great job teaching young men how to survive in the wild. <laughs> We'll find out tomorrow if that's true or not. 866-314-9696. Eric in Kalamazoo wants to say something nice. Eric, what's going on? You're on with Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hey, how you doing? Doing spectacular. How are you? Wonderful. This is for all the Detroit teams. Um, No Detroit team has lost a game this month. That's That's true. Yes. That is very nice. And no team will lose a game. How's this? The Detroit Today. Lions have not lost the Super Bowl. That's true. Glorious! Oh. Don't you feel better about our teams now? I feel so good. This was such a, a power of positivity moment, you know? That's good. That's, they say you need more positivity in your life. They do. Well, you say that a lot. I do. I try to push that on you a lot. <laughs> and then you say terribly mean things. <laughs> You're a lot of contradiction. I am none of that. What do you think those kids are doing right now? Real quick. I, I know we got some other stuff we want to get to, but how do you think those kids are doing? Those kids that are out in the woods. For those that don't yes, know. Yeah, the story here. Greg is on vacation, uh, quote-unquote vacation, and, and as we've discussed, you don't actually get vacation when you're a parent. You just get to go do stuff with your kids instead of doing stuff with your coworkers. Uh, and Greg is taking care of his son and his classmates in the woods at a camp for their final field trip. 
of the of the school year. And uh, I think those kids are probably really excited to see their parents. That's something nice. Yeah. Let's say something nice day. This trip is going to really bond the kids and their parents. There we go. <laughs> this trip is going to make other kids appreciate their fathers. Who aren't Greg. Jordan on Twitter chimed in at Greg Big Drew and Jim. He says, I went to a Lions game and I didn't get mugged. Well, that was very nice. That's positive. Drew in Roseville is on the line. And since Greg's not here, we don't have to call it Roachville. Other Drew, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Oh, not too much, man. Gorgeous day. We're out at the Meadows. It's a gorgeous golf course. And we're talking about being nice. What do you got nice to say, Drew? Well, I'm going to try and be nice here. Okay, talking about my Tigers. And things that their season's probably not going anywhere. And things that if you combine Kinsler, Cabrera, uh, J.D. Martinez, and Justin Upton's contract together could buy three franchises in Major League Baseball, maybe they could up the next team, the financial team, to buy the Marlins after the season's over. <laughs> there we go. And then they can just trade themselves to the Marlins. It's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> Drew, appreciate it, man. Have a Thank great you, day. Guys. All right, buddy. Andrew in GR is up next on Say Something Nice Day here on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. We're saying nice things about Detroit sports. Andrew, what's going on? Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to say something about my Detroit Lions and Eric Ebron. It has been a number of months since Eric Ebron has dropped a pass. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Yeah, hit him with that dinger. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Yeah. This is from Charlie. Jim Caldwell and SVG have fantastic mustaches. That's, I, I did mention SVG's mustache being very full and bushy. Jim Bob Cooter has a fun name to say. He does! These are all great. 866-314-9696. I'm sorry. I've been slamming rock stars in preparation for this segment so that I'm as nice and happy and upbeat as possible. Uh, man, by the way, uh, we got to make sure we say thank you to everybody who's uh, helped us out out here at the Meadows today at GVSU. If you guys want to golf out here, it's a great course. Not only is it gorgeous, but I, I've been told repeatedly it's a ton of fun to play. Um, a lot of our salespeople here uh, were out playing today and said they just had a great time. So big thank you to Terry, Don, and Chris who helped get us set up out here. If you want to get your tea time at the Meadows, download the free app Meadows GVSU. It's got course information, GPS, interactive yardage book, and so much more. It is available for your smartphone. I have a question for you. I hopefully will have an answer. All right, we got the NBA Finals tonight, game one. Right. I've got a couple hours before the finals start. I've got two episodes left on House of Cards. Okay. The question is not, will I finish it? The answer is, I will finish it. So what's the question? My question is, when can I talk about it? Like, what's the spoiler rule? I can't talk about it tomorrow on the show. That's being a jerk. I probably can't talk about it the week after that. When can I have House of Cards conversation with other people? What's the expectation for other people to finish this show? Well, there's different rules for movies and TV shows. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you don't want to spoiler it for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that guy. Uh, there we go. I'm looking this up, by the way. There is spoiler rules online. Wow. You can look these things up, yeah. But my general rule of thumb for a TV series on Netflix is two weeks. Okay. Two weeks after the release, you have everyone's had two weekends... To try and get through it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, here, and this is from uh, 
Entertainment Weekly, from their Entertainment Geekly faction, saying that there used to be a generally accepted rule of thumb for TV spoilers. It was a 24-hour grace period, and then Netflix happened. So there was also the general accepted rule for movie spoilers, which was, oh, wow, about a month before you could start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rules have gotten hazier now that you can binge watch. So generally, Jim, apparently the rule is to make sure you ask. Well, of course. And make sure. But uh, everyone binge watches at their own pace. Um, trying to find a, if you're watching it all, because two weeks. Two weeks for a five to eight episode. Three weeks for the full season okay, so is the rule. Three weeks, then it's reasonable for me to expect another human being who's interested in the series to have caught up. And this is from a Entertainment Weekly, reputable source. You think that's legitimate, three weeks? I think three weeks is really legitimate. I, I think so, too. I think if you're really a hardcore binge watcher, if you're all about House of Cards, you should have it done by this Tuesday, a week. <laughs> I think giving someone three is incredibly generous. Well, let's see what other sites have to say. Okay. All right, that's fine. The Vulture has some rules as well. They actually agree with the three-week period for Netflix shows. Okay. For you, know, for you, you love Scandal mm-hmm. and Grey's Anatomy. Right. I don't want to love Grey's Anatomy. You talk about it all the time. You call yourself McJim. It's weird. Um, <laughs> he does do that. You guys don't let him lie to you. Okay. These are the things that happen behind the scenes that you don't hear about. But uh, you know, that's a, it's still the twenty-four hour grace period for weekly shows. Listen, uh, we got to take off here. Uh, we've had a great time out here at the Meadows today in West Michigan. Stay tuned. You'll hear from Griffin's head coach Todd Nelson in anticipation of the Calder Cup Finals. There we go. But we, uh, well, you and Greg will be back tomorrow. That's right. Uh, I am on vacation tomorrow. I'll be at a wedding in Chicago. Mazel tov to Ben and Elizabeth. I'm really excited to go see them. So we're gonna miss you so much. We You're won't make fun of you at all. At all. Not once. We are Greg, Big Drew, and Jim.